All right, ready? Yep. I wish I had a taller chair. Like, that would be perfect. Right? I wish I had, like, a, I want, like, a, a setup <laughs> where I can do stuff. I want to go sit. I want to go sit at my calendar. I should though. Mm-hmm. If you want to, good. Yeah, let me switch. Let me switch it up. Hopefully, my background scenery looks a little better. All right. I never sit in my living room. Me either. I came. I came back to the crib. I forgot that we ordered a rug and a uh, and a new TV stand. I was in my house. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, we did. <laughs> this is probably why I never sit in here because I don't know where the lights at. Like, how do you turn them up? Well, I'll turn on these three. Why do we turn them off? Shit. You got bill money. Damn. Well, this probably the main reason why I don't sit in there. That's all. That's all I got in my living room. All right, and welcome back to another edition of the Perspective Podcast, uh, Sports Edition, Basketball Edition in particular. I got my co-host here tonight with me, Kevin Tevin. Tevin, what it do? Hello, man. <clears throat> another day, man. Another day. Another a good day I'm thankful for. For real. Yes, sir. Always. Yeah. What's going on out your way? Uh, work. Work. <laughs> Finishing up the school stuff, though. So that's, that's the good part, though, man. Home stretch. And, uh, yes, sir. One. What about I got? Like, two weeks left? Oh, man. It's going to go <laughs> quick. It's going to go by yeah. quick. And uh, so um, tonight we're going to start off with a little bit of a NCAA uh, tournament, uh, just a little bit of NCAA tourney news, and then we'll work our way into uh, NBA, uh, NBA topics. And so uh, Baylor Bears, champions of the NCAA for men, and uh, they ended up beating Gonzaga in the final game of the season. Uh, the final four was held in Indianapolis this year. Uh, the final four, it was Gonzaga, Baylor, UCLA, and, uh, uh I'm trying to think the word, uh, UCLA and Gonzaga beat UCLA, Baylor beat Houston. Baylor, Houston. Baylor, Baylor beat Houston. That's what it was. <laughs> USC. Wasn't it USC? It was, it, it was Houston. Uh, Houston was in the final four. Baylor beat Houston. Baylor beat Houston. Gonzaga beat UCLA. That's what happened. UCLA. Yeah, that. Houston. I know I had got I had got three out of four right. I couldn't think of. Did you uh you did uh, like how many brackets did you do like you did a, a bunch of brackets or you did just a handful? Uh, I did this this year. I only did three. 
Yeah, I, I did three, and on two, I got on two, I got three out of four, and then the other one, I got I think two out of four. But I had LSU winning that one. You know, I had to rep for the. I'm not mad. Home. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not mad. LSU had a, had a squad this year. You know what I mean? And I right. think. Go ahead. They should have beat UCLA. Like they that ain't make no sense for them not to beat them, but you know it is what it is. It is what it is. But they should have they should have beat UCLA. Ain't no way they ain't had it to play. I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah. I we think got L- too much NBA talent. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. If LSU doesn't like unload all they talent, if all they talent doesn't go to the league, good pieces will be back. You know what I'm saying? So I think LSU they'll be back as long as Will Wade just you know relax. You know what I'm saying? As long as he can continue to be a coach, they'll be all right. But you know. Uh, We'll be dibbling and dabbling. I'm gonna just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Big bag will. That's all I money, got to say. Money bag will. <laughs> but so uh, Baylor, they ended up being the NCAA champs. Uh, the game was pretty much just a blowout. Um, you could just kind of tell uh, just on the court. Uh, Gonzaga didn't have much. Like they just couldn't match Baylor's grit. So Baylor ended up taking it home. Uh, champions they are and I believe their coach has been there like 18 years or something like that so salute to him getting it done and Baylor salutes a lot out of Louisiana uh, well recruits a lot out of Louisiana so uh, s- salute to them and uh, for getting the job done and so last time we spoke to everybody it was right before all-star and we kind of had our like our all-star picks and things of that nature like uh, and who should be on who should be left off xyz and so just a brief recap Three-point skills competition in the game. Uh, Steph Curry came back, and Mike Conley shot lights out. That might be the first time I've seen Mike Conley shoot like that ever. But he did his thing. But the human flamethrower, Steph Curry, stepped on the floor, did what he had to do, took the championship home again. Skills competition, a big man held it down, which is uh, weird. But I think that's kind of like – I think that's a salute to Draymond. You know what I mean? Like seeing a big man really? being, being able to kind of like do a lot. You know what I'm saying? We're kind of seeing the game evolve a little bit. We're seeing quote, quote, big men, even though they're not, there's not like a lot of seven footers besides like, you know, like your outliers, KD, Joker, Giannis, Embiid. Besides those kind of guys, a skills yeah. guy actually went in the skills, a big man went in the skills competition, major. So uh, I think that's the evolution to the game. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I believe Sabonis won, if, if I'm correct. But Yeah, he won. Yeah, I, I think it was Sabonis. Yeah, so uh, it's just – that's just a salute to the game, how the game has evolved. It used to be – that used to be a guard thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It used to be a, right. a, a pencil of guard in to win that. But uh, salute to Sabonis. And what did you think about the game? The game, I liked, I liked it. Only because – well, I liked it because of the shooting – Display that we got to see with Steph and uh, Dame. That was that was always, that's always good to see. Um, and also people, you know, look like they belong. Like it ain't look like nobody was too out of out of place. Like it ain't had no super duper stars and no like people that's like, oh, like I don't think he should should have made it. Now, like everybody looked like they should have been there. That's one. That's another thing I liked about it. And um, I liked that LeBron and them kept. They didn't say much about it, but they kept quiet. So they like kept quiet and they just went on ahead and played their little minutes. They ain't played that long, but I'm like, it's still good to see them out there because that's what we that's what you want to see. That's what still a big name. At least why they can still do it. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's just an homage from the fans to them. Like, hey, we still think you're one of the best players in the league, even though it's year or whatever. Like, to get voted in the All-Star, like, that's a that should be looked at as an honor instead yeah. of looking at, like, an obligation. Yeah. You know? Because I, I definitely so, thought – go ahead, go ahead. No, I definitely oh, – yeah, you know, so we, we had – we Yeah, and we definitely had that conversation where we thought, like, the players were going to revolt. Uh, in a sense, we're kind of like, no, like, I'm not going to do the All-Star game. And they just kind of walk off the floor because, you know, shortened season, coming off the, out of the bubble, things of the nature, but they didn't. Uh, so it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, it was good to see the All-Star and, what, and just to see All-Star weekend condensed in one day. I actually liked it, like everything being condensed into one day. You had skills, three-point dunk contest, and uh, the game itself. But the dunk contest was at halftime, if I remember correctly. Um, and I think yeah. that that kind of – that condensed a lot of it. Because, you know, in years past, we saw dunk attempt after dunk attempt after dunk attempt. And it was like, bro, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. the, for the group that came out there, they did what they had to do. I saluted, and I liked everything being on one day. So how how'd you feel about All-Star yeah, when you look back at it, just being one day, it was a good – it's something now that can just be a one-day event. It don't have to be the entire weekend because, like you said, like the dub contest went kind of down. And three-point contest, like, it's not that – it's really not that long. It just depends on how many shooters you got there. So you can always condense that down to have that moment before the All-Star game, just like if you had the skills competition, then you have – the three-point, and then slide the dunk contest in there during halftime just for some more little entertainment, pretty much. And was, they only had, what, how many dunkers they had? Was it three or four? It was, it was like three. I think it was like three. Uh, but it, it went it went by fast. Like, it, no, it right, was four. It was, it was uh, I don't even much remember everybody. Top, Toppin. Toppin. Right. It was Toppin, Simons, uh, my boy that should have won the cashes. And uh, yeah. well, he should have been in the finals, and that might have been it. It might have just been three. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was the Cassius is the cat from Indiana, right? Yeah. Yeah, Cassius Toppin. I actually picked uh, Toppin to win it, uh, but he went out early. Uh, but you know, yeah, I, you picked against the you picked against the Trailblazer. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. You gotta come on. You gotta know better than that. We only lose in the finals. <laughs> That's the only time we don't lose. That's the only time. Finals are NBA finals. So don't pick us. Any other time, cash money. <laughs> oh, yeah, we good for that. But I definitely did enjoy everything just being condensed down into one day. And then that just kind of moves us from All-Star into the trade deadline. And trade on deadline, it was, it was action, but it wasn't as much action as I think we were looking for in a sense, um, just to kind of like a brief rundown of what I have. We got uh, Aaron Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets, JaVale McGee to the Nuggets, Trent Jr. to the Raptors, Norman Powell to the Blazers, and it's pretty much a straight-up swap. Uh, we'll get into that in a mm-hmm. second. Rondo from the Will. Uh, my guy, Vucci Maine. Vucci Maine to the Bulls. Uh, <laughs> y'all got y'all a player. Big Boo. I got a hooper now. Yeah, we got Big Boo. I, oh, what I didn't like, and now, real quick, this is going to be real quick. He had 32 and 17 uh, sometime last week. 
then turned around and had like 12 and nine the very next night. I'm like, I'm like, dog, like, don't put me through that. But anyway, we got Big Boo, uh, uh, Victor Oladipo to the Heat. I like that a lot. Trevor Ariza to the Heat, PJ Tucker to the Bucks, George Hill to the Sixers, Tory Craig to the Suns, Derrick Rose to the Knicks, uh, Kevin Porter, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Porter Jr to the Rockets. And I think that's going to be a big thing for the Rockets in, in their future. Um, yeah. So, uh-huh. so uh, first we'll start with, uh, we'll start with your team. We'll start with the, we'll start with the Blazers and we'll start with the uh, Blazers and the Raptors. Norman Powell goes to the Raptors. I mean, Norman Powell goes to the Blazers and Trent Jr. goes to the Raptors. What, what you think? What are your thoughts? Uh, he came in, dropped 22 the first night. So we got a score off the bench, but I mean, Trent Jr. was a, he was one too, but, um, I think they just like Norman's, I would say, aggressiveness, offensively and defensively, because I think that's he brings a different element than Trent Jr., or at least right now, because he's younger, and I feel like he's kind of in that uh, – he kind of play – he play kind of pretty. He don't – you know, he play kind of pretty. He don't like to get a little physical, but you need somebody like Norman who can come in and get physical with them guards, especially the West. All the guards you got, all the guards you got to go through, and then that gives C, that gives CJ and Dame a break. And also, he can, even though he primarily off the ball, he can do some stuff with the ball in his hands if you give it to him. So he ain't just a little one trick, a little one trick pony on offense. He can make some stuff happen uh, offensively too. So um, I like I like him for for us. I ain't I ain't want to give up Trent Jr. because of the, the shooting that he brings. But Norman Norman can shoot it too. He's been shooting real good this year. Uh. So I like the I, I like the addition. I wasn't too hurt by it because I was like I really didn't see Trent Jr. in a future plans as far as like he gonna be somebody that's gonna average around you know twenty points a game. So I'm like you can always if you, somebody gonna average like 15, 12, you can find NBA players to do that. But uh yeah, so I was, but that defensive pressure that they need to go against some guards in the West, they know they they needed that and they addressed it. And so I'm happy with it. I just. I'm just waiting, ready for the playoffs so we get the right matchup so we can make it to the second round. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. And so, but I do like, you know what I'm saying? I do like Norman Powell. You know what I mean? Like uh, for the Raptors, the Raptors championship year, he was an underrated piece for them. You know what I mean? Right. He was, he was, uh, he was there. Yeah. He was like the fifth best player. Yeah. He did. He did what he had to do. You know what I mean? Right. And, He's just taking that confidence. It's just going up, going up a, a few notches. So I do like that. I do like the fact that he is in the mix. Um, I do like the fact that he's on a winning team. Uh, you know, I rock with the Blazers. So I like I like that pickup. Uh, another big trade there, um, Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. I think that may have been uh, the headline of uh, <laughs> trade deadline. Uh, we know JaVale McGee to the Nuggets. That's just another body. Uh, just to control the paint. Uh, yeah. So we know what that one is, so we're not going to spend too much time on that one. But Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets, uh, break that one down. Uh, he adds what Paul Millsap doesn't have no more, athleticism. Millsap can't jump like how he used to before the age kicked in. Like, young Millsap, I love because he was, you know, the energy, the athleticism. He can do multiple things around the rim, and, like, he just always straight he can stretch the floor. He always improved his game. That's one thing I like about Millsap. He got better every year when he was, you know, physically able to. So uh, he can since he can't do all that jumping no more. They need somebody. And that team young. 
they already young, so they need like people who can get up and down that court, especially Jokic too, getting the rebounds and the outlet passes, Murray with the outlets, and uh Michael Porter running. They want us, they want to start. We got to run and get up and down this court. So Aaron Gordon feels that need at the power forward, and he can stretch the floor too. So it ain't and he likes to cut and dunk, so you can run them off all them cuts with Jokic and uh Murray and do a lot of that, all that extra other stuff. So it's it's interesting to see the uh the element that he gonna bring, and that also puts Millsap on the bench too. So now you gotta rely, you gotta rely bench player now, like somebody who can, if you need him to, he can come in and get you some points and play good post defense on certain players. So uh, any of that too. Yeah. So that that adds that adds another element to them. And um, you see what they did the last ten games. I think they didn't eight of the last ten yeah, since he like, didn't got since like he got with them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh they that scoring and picked up because they got a, a they athlete that can run they, now. They up and yeah, down the floor. So it, right, and then that mismatch that opened up the space of four. You know, Porter Jr. He like going one on one anyway. So shoot, yeah. you give him more space. That's a, that's that's work. You getting that work with him from him and Murray. They about to work one on one. So shoot, they they look they gonna do some. I'm looking for them to do something in the play. Something in the playoffs. At least get to, at least this, they gonna get to pass whoever in the first round unless they run into us. You know we gonna beat them. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anybody else, uh, they gonna they gonna take them down. But I like the Aaron Gordon move. Yeah, I definitely like Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets as well because it's it's uh, the first thing that I noticed whenever you watch the Nuggets now, like they kind of looked a little slow with because with the point center Joker running the thing, but yeah. now you insert Aaron Gordon. It's like, it's like, it's like supreme athleticism all over the floor now. Right. And Joker may not be the most athletic, meaning like moving, but what he does with the ball and what he, and how he sees things before they happen, like point guard, point guard mentality. Uh, that's he's, he, The Nuggets are scared. Uh, but we'll get into their we'll get into their standings and whatnot uh, later on. But I do like that move by the by the Nuggets, and so. Uh, Aaron Gordon, JaVale McGee, uh, Trent, and Powell swap. Rondo for Lemon Pepper Lou Will. Um, I like that a lot for the Clippers because, once again, playoff Rondo. Uh, playoff Rondo was a member of the Bulls, and so we, we saw what he did uh, with us, and so I know what he can do. Yeah. Uh, we saw what Rondo did last year with the Lakers. Uh, we've seen Rondo right. has, has a resume for a reason. And swapping out Lou Will for Rondo, I love it. I think that puts the I think that puts the Clippers at a better space than having Patrick Beverly on the floor in clutch moments, uh, because mm-hmm. Rondo's not really going to shoot unless he's absolutely by himself. But boys can leave Pat Bev by himself, and he's just not confident in shooting it at all. So you know what I mean. And I I give the check mark to Rondo because either he's going to make the right pass or he's going to pass somebody. He's going to pass somebody open. He's just going to make the right decision. I trust Rondo. So I love that for the Clippers. What you think? Uh, I don't want to. You don't, you don't like it? Since I, no, <laughs> since, you know, it's my Lakers bias coming in. Since I do like the Lakers and I like, uh-huh. I like LeBron and the Lakers. Uh, I don't want to see him do good, but I know what he's capable of. And I saw him doing some of it the other night when he was making plays against Phoenix. Yeah, against Phoenix at the end of the game, you're making them winning plays. And I'm like, bro, like, he going to always be doing this? Like, 
at 35 or however old he is, he was still making game those those smart right play. And he and that like you say with uh getting Patrick Beverly off the floor, that's a plus for them. Like that helps them. Like that's a plus getting him off the floor. Yeah. Like I never seen a team get better with a starter gone. That don't make that's, that's not crazy. supposed to happen. That's crazy, right? <laughs> right. He got kicked out the game and they started going, they started killing what you call. I mean, started killing the Suns. And I'm like, you see, that's why he shouldn't, that's what he shouldn't be in the league, period. But we that's another topic. But uh <laughs> hey. uh yeah, so Rondo, yeah, Rondo, he brings that um that leadership and he puts people in their place. Yeah. So Kawhi don't have to be a point. Kawhi don't ain't gotta try to be this LeBron or Kevin Durant type playmaker. And Paul George can play off the ball. Uh, more con- do whatever he does off the ball. They don't have to be the ones the offense is so centered around with Rondo out there. He can make other stuff happen for them and other people and also for himself too. If he Excellent. wants to, he can still get he still begin to that lane somehow to that rim. Um so that's what he brings. He puts people in a in a right place and uh he can get them the ball in a right place. He ain't gonna be letting cold, like the, when the offense how you see how the Clippers offense will get like out of whack, like they'll end up running some type of Marcus Morris post up or Kawhi. Kawhi trying to do something off the dribble, then just shoot a three. I'm like, that's not y'all game. And Rondo, when he on the court, he he knows that look, this is he's a very intelligent player. So he knows like, all right, this is what we need to do on this set. This is what I want you to get the ball. This is what we're gonna do to be most effective. And yeah, man, it's just them winning intangibles that he's gonna bring to that losing organization. That's yeah. that's what I'm concerned about. But he do be getting hurt a lot. He do be getting hurt a lot. That's the main thing about uh, that's the main concern with it. But uh, we'll see how it play out. Yeah, we'll definitely see how it plays out. But I, I you're definitely right. I think it is more more so of a plus uh, than what it is a, a negative negative yeah. for uh for the Clippers. So, uh, but the Clippers they got to figure some other things out too because uh, I definitely saw the Pelicans uh smack them around on a Sunday uh, before. So uh, with that was with PG and Kawhi both playing. So uh, that's some of the things that they got to figure out too. And so then from, uh, from Rondo and Lou Will, uh, shout out to Lou Will. Uh, I rock with you six man. Uh, but I just hate that they shipped you to Atlanta, but that's just how the business works. We hate him, but he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lou, I we think know Lou where he going. The Will the Willville weekend, either this summer or next summer, it's gonna be crazy. Uh, and Wait, then, he uh, got his own weekend. Yeah, Lou has his own weekend. Like he, like, uh, cause he's from Atlanta or something like that. Oh yeah, he is from Georgia. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's he's from he's from Georgia, and like he holds down like, I think it's like a Thursday through Sunday. He does like this whole thing. Like it's it's event after event after event, and it's parties and everything you can imagine everything that you could imagine atlanta georgia to be lou will definitely provides as <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll leave it we'll leave it at that <laughs> right so uh then that brings us to vic from the rockets well from the pacers to the rockets to the rockets to the heat victor olimdipo is now a member of the miami heat and so uh that upgrades their team a lot i like I, I like how it sounds. I do have to see the Heat play a bit more. Uh, the Heat, they're actually playing against uh, – they're playing against Portland right now, am I right? Uh, I think they're playing against – yeah, I think they're playing against Portland tonight. But um, I do I do like how Vic is um, – he's just a scorer. He's, he does look healthy, 
in the Rockets uniform, he looked a little, you know, a little limpish, but uh, I understand why. Uh, you know, nobody really wants to be a part of that Rockets organization right now for a few different reasons. Uh, side note, a lot of people here in Houston are trying to get, make their way up out of here. A lot of those pro athletes, but uh, that may be something something else to discuss for, for the, further down the line and, and just to keep yeah. an eye on. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, uh, thoughts on Vic? I don't, I don't know if you know my feelings. I don't, Oladipo, I don't think, I think his, I, even, I think his best day behind him. Really? Yeah. Uh, he getting, once you get, once you start bouncing around and that many teams, there's something going on. Not, I don't think it's personally, I think it's physically. Like, I think he is, his body, I don't know what the injuries he had. I think they're just too bad for him to, um, to bounce back from that, that athleticism that even though he did throw down a nasty dunk the other day, he but because uh, he's he's out now, and definitely he got a right knee injury again. Oh wow! Yeah, he just went out yesterday, so I was like, he gets hurt too much, so I don't think it's kind of stunning his development. Even though he got to a level when he got the OKC, like once he got hurt, he even started bouncing around from here to there to there, and I'm like, once you bounce around that much, like. It takes away personally some of your confidence, and also I think he don't he don't kind of fit to me to what Miami's trying to do. He don't. He don't. But I do like the fact no, that he's Miami, a scorer. So go ahead. Yeah, because I think he kind of stops. He kind of stops the ball. Like while we saw in Houston, like he was just out there, just he was being a ball stopper pretty much. Even though Houston is out of whack, he didn't. He ain't fit in with them. Indiana, he couldn't fit in when he came back. Uh, OKC with Westbrook, he didn't fit in when he left. He was good, but uh, I don't, I don't see Victor. I don't see Victor Depot being a, um, a difference maker for nobody. That's me personally. From what I, from what I think about him, I just, when people say Oladipo, I'm like, ah, okay, he's one of the, he kind of get lost in the shuffle with me. I think there's way more players that's, you know, just pass them up now. Yeah. And mainly because of them injuries, you know. Yeah, gonna those injuries going to get overlooked and passed up. Injuries definitely have slowed him down too. And I'm gonna be honest, I forgot all about that OKC stop. I really did. I forgot all about that that little hide. I, <laughs> I did because I thought he forgot how to play basketball when he got there. I was like, man, this is this is terrible. Yeah, but he should back once he got traded. He should back once Westbrook left though. Or did he leave first? Russ, Russ left first. Thank you. Russ, Russ was in Houston last year. Last year, last year is so like choppy because of how the rap from the Raptors championship to the bubble starting, well, the season stopping due to COVID to the bubble yeah. ending. Like it's all like a blur. Like it's all a blur. No, Oladipo left first because Paul George had got there. Mm. They swapped, they pretty much swapped them, they swapped them out. And then it was with Indiana, he started showing stuff, then he got hurt again, then Brogdon took over, and then he came back and he couldn't fit, and then he got passed around to here, then he got passed around to there. Yeah, Vic, he has, he, that is uh, a handful of teams, because he's played on the Magic, the Pacers, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Heat. Uh, he's He has been uh, in, a, in a few different stops, you're definitely right. And those injuries may be something to kind of uh, look further into as well. Uh, but I don't think Vic is a solid number two. 
I look at him as more like a like a number three or a four option. Uh, some somebody that can give you somebody that can give you twenty five. Let's say twenty five. Let's max him at twenty five. But even if he co- contributes 18, 15 points, it's still a plus for the team. So like he shouldn't be one of the guys that you're relying on. Yeah, right. Like you shouldn't be relying on him to be that absolute second or third score. But if he happens to be, I mean, that's a that's a bonus. But you should want him somebody like him to be a good role player. Speaking of the Heat, they are killing the beat down twenty in the fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, they do. They look like they fine without him. They heat it right back. I, and earlier tonight, I saw Dame wearing a headband. I don't know what's going on with that, but Dame has a headband on tonight. Like, I'm not understanding. So, oh <laughs> but Dame definitely had a headband on tonight. That was weird. But, uh, it's not 2002, Dame. Specs. And so, and then the Rockets continuing with the Rockets just internal implosion. Uh, they've sent. PJ Tucker from Houston to the Bucks, and I don't see how that really makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, from Milwaukee or Houston? From Milwaukee, I, I I know Houston is just on a fire sale, so I I don't I don't understand how that makes sense for anybody on the on the floor uh, because we I have my thoughts about Giannis. I think I talked about it last time, uh, but. Who does that? How does that really help Milwaukee, especially in the East? He brings somebody that can help guard Kevin Durant, maybe. That is a body. It's a body you can throw. Or, and, and, and you know, you guard Durant, help help throw at Durant, Ben, and Jason. When, when y'all run into one of them teams, that's 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 what did I you say. Did you say Jason Tatum? Yeah. All right. What? He had 50. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not, I, I've been, I watch a lot of Celtics games. It's not him. It's the coach. It's, it's more, I'm putting it, it's Brand more okay. than it's Jason. It, it might be both. It might be both. You know what I'm saying? But something's wrong with that Celtics team. Something's definitely wrong Wrong with that Celtics team. And and Marcus Smart missing games. I'm, I'm not impressed by them. Yeah, I've I've been trying to look into what's been the issue. I watch I watch a lot of their games randomly for some reason. Probably because I like Jalen Brown and Tatum as a combo. Uh, yeah, but I think I figured. I think I kind of figured it out. It's more of a coach than it my, is the players. My hot take is uh, the Celtics are not going to get it done with Jason Brown, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum together. They're not going to get it done with with both of them too. One of them has to go in order for both of them to ascend. I think you send Jalen Brown to the Hawks. I think things kind of change. However, that's something that we can get into later on. Uh, but I think th- I think them two together, that's just not going to work out. But uh, P.J. Tucker being a body against uh, K.D., Ben Simmons, Embiid, maybe. Um, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Just everybody, everybody in, in, in the East. I mean, I guess. I guess. But, I mean, once again, just, just like the same thing with the Bucs. Uh, the Bucs, the Celtics, fool's gold to me. It's really, it really is fool's gold. I don't trust them. I don't see the the up and up for either one of those teams. But hey, uh, two more more will be revealed. Uh, let, let's leave it there. More will be, will be revealed. Uh, George Hill to the Sixers. That's just an, another body off the bench uh, to kind of aid uh, with Ben Simmons because the Sixers did not land uh, Kyle Lowry like everybody thought, and 
Torrey Craig to the Suns. That's just another score off the bench. Uh, maybe just like you said, t- about 12 points at the most. Um, that's just another body. Derrick Rose to the Knicks. He scored 12. That might be a He scored 12. That might be his season high. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. You ain't lying with Torrey Craig. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But Derrick Rose to the Knicks. I just love Derrick Rose news because Derrick Rose may be the biggest what if in the last 20 years of basketball. You know what I'm saying? So I just love Derrick, Derrick Rose news. Um and then Kevin Kevin Porter to the Rockets. Like I said, that's something for their future. So uh, that's that with that. Uh, you did you have anything else for the uh, trade deadline? Uh, I like the fact that even though he's old, that the Mavs got rid of. They did pick up JJ and um, Melo. Yeah, I like the fact that they got rid of because I think like you can. I mean, you put them out there with Luca, that gives them that's that's add that space and then that shooter that they need desperately on the wing. Like he can't him and Luca in the backcourt together trying to guard somebody. That's uh bar- barbecue. That's fried chicken, not barbecue. That's, that's a good fried chicken. <laughs> chicken alert. Uh yeah, yeah. So um that that ain't gonna happen. They ain't gonna be on the court at, together that that long, but when they are, I think it's gonna be real effective. Them, them two, and Porzing is like that's gonna be they're gonna be putting up some points and making some uh some matchup nightmares uh, against whoever they play. If they are they in the playoffs, I think they. Let's see. Uh, yes, they are. So, well, they the seven seed, so they're in the playing games right as of now. But um, yeah, yeah. If they make the playoffs. That's gonna be interesting against one of them top teams, and I think that's a that's a lot. That's some bad matchups for. Uh, Porzingis and uh, Luca, bad matchup for anybody. Yeah, that puts them in the first round matchup with the with the Clippers at the moment. Mm. And we saw what happened in the bubble. Yeah, we saw what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to be determined. Uh, uh, and I don't. Is there anything else with the, with the trades? Um, I think from that point, it's really just buyouts, right? Yeah, because I mean, Evan Fournier to the uh, Celtics, but he hurt already, so. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't worried about that. Yeah, big boo to the big boo to the Bulls. Oh yeah, big boo! Shout out to the big boo and the Bulls. Y'all got y'all stole a player. Uh, y'all stole an all star. We definitely did. We, for players y'all didn't want. Zach made that happen at All Star break. He had that conversation with Big Boo. He said, "Yo, I let you, I let your boys know. You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead and tell them to send you up north. You know what I'm saying? We could right. pick and roll game could be, you know. That's a nice solid." Two player foundation for the next two, three years, however long Levine decides to stay. Three, I'll give it three. Hoping, fingers I'll crossed, rabbit's foot or tail, whatever the lucky thing is, like in the back pocket, <laughs> like, <laughs> like everything. But, uh, I do like hey, y'all. Move. Look, hey, y'all, time coming, y'all, time coming. It's been when Jordan left 99, 98, 99, fingers crossed, 90, so it was 20. I, almost 25 around year, yeah around year 25 that's when the team starts you know getting back up i have hope i have hope it's not a lot <laughs> but, but i have hope you know what i'm Man. saying like keep hope alive yes the yes we can great jesse jackson oh was that it was jesse i have one of them oh one of them oh, one, one of those legends <laughs> so yeah one of those old black people and then, uh, so for the buyout market, uh, the buyout list that brings us to 
Uh, Jeff Teague to the Bucks. I don't think that does much, but I hate on the Bucks per usual, so that does you know a bit of nothing. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge to the Nets. Blake Griffin to the Nets, and all of a sudden he can dunk again. Uh, so right. let, let's let's go ahead and, and break down the Lamarcus Aldridge thing because I felt like he was going to go back to Portland, but he's uh, ring chasing, so he ended up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's all he's doing is ring chasing, and uh, yeah. I, Brooklyn, they about to. I think they're gonna have that issue though. They lost to the Lakers the other day. The Lakers they had nobody, but I, I don't. I want to. I just want to see them all play together. Just the three main people: Durant, Kyrie, and Kevin. I want to see them play together. But I don't like when you start playing a whole bunch of. When you start playing too many people, like because I'm seeing too many people get PT. I'm like, hold on, we can't be putting 13, 14 people out on the floor per game. Like y'all playing six people at the same position, like. Um, all they bigs, like they're trying to play Aldridge some and uh, Griffin some, and then we got to throw Jeff Green in there to play. We got this new kid, Claxton, I think that's his name. We trying to throw him out there. Uh, haven't seen DeAndre Jordan, I mean, uh, DeAndre Jordan in a couple weeks. Uh, I forgot about DeAndre Jordan. We got him, we trying to throw out there a little bit. I'm like, y'all trying to play too many people, and then y'all best lineup is probably uh, like it's probably Harden, Kyrie, Durant. Joe Harris and one of them, six or seven people I named, like one of them, I don't know which one. I know it ain't Lamar because he ain't got it no more. Right. He got, we saw he got worked by Drummond last night. So, uh, <laughs> so he ain't got it. It ain't him. So, him who you throwing? You, you throwing, you putting Blake out there? You can't put him out there against Embiid. So, you got to throw DeAndre out there, but he can't move like that. Yeah, and B just don't take him outside. So I don't know, but them, I mean, when them three come back, that's when you can totally say. But I'm, I just don't want them to get, uh, because this Steve Nash first year, we put a lot on him trying to put all these old stars together. I don't want people. He knew what he was getting into. Say, you know, he did, but he didn't know I'm about to be coaching for all these former all stars who I don't know if any of them still got an ego. We don't know, like, we don't know that. We don't know if Blake still think he can hoop for real, for real. We don't know if, uh, we don't know what DeAndre really, his role trying to be. It got young people who still on the team, like Brown. He trying to prove himself that he worthy of, you know, getting a bigger payday with people. Uh, Kyrie, you got, you got Kyrie and James Harden and Kyrie missing games because, you know, he got, he going. You don't feel like it. I think I, I think he might be, you know, he's dealing with some stuff, but uh, he's gonna be all right. With, uh, you know, once he get all this, you know, stuff situated past him, Harden hurt. Durant is like on plan sometimes right now. So, uh, yeah, they uh, they have big question mark, but on paper, you know, on paper they good. But yeah, I just want, yeah, I just want to see them put it together a nice, a solid rotation that a solid rotation that's dependable on the floor. I don't think their full team has been together. Maybe since January, maybe Martin Luther King Day. Um, and that's a stretch. And that's and James Harden may may have gotten James Harden, I believe he got traded on like the 14th of January or so or something like that. But at that same time, Kyrie was out. So I don't think their entire team has been together. And then KD got hurt in February. So right. Uh, and now KD back and now KD back, everybody back, and now Harden. Yeah, James James has a hamstring injury. So and we'll going for a weekend later. Yeah, so uh that's that's pretty much it with the with the buyout market and then uh Andre Drummond uh to the Lakers. 
Uh, oof, that's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> him and him and AD together. Ooh. ooh. LeBron. Ooh. Ain't no oh, ain't no defense. Ain't no rebounds. Ain't nobody going in the paint. Y'all ain't getting no rebounds with them three. Well, you thought if they get out rebounded. That's a, that's sad. That's an effort thing. Yeah, if they get out rebounded. Because he, he brings everything that Marcus all can't do no more. And I thought Mark still Mark ain't got it no more. He it went it went fast. It went fast. Last it year was his fast. <laughs> it went real fast. Last year he was going down, but I was like, okay. I'm like, maybe you know, it's just, you know, it's just, you know, he going through a little thing, but nah, he 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 down. It's like it's over. Yeah, it's open. It happened so fast, bro. I had big hope for Mark. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. But I mean, we talked about how uh, Stephen Adams and Zion that would be a a a sore morning the following night. But Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Andre Drummond, and then the other more. Then Trez coming off the bench, just jumping at you. Then Trez just. Dunking like he in high school, just swinging, swinging on the rim, like, like. Then you got the other Morris brother, the other Morris, Morris twin out there. He just a goon on the court, you know what I'm saying? He just, he just body, he just, he, he just security, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. He just, he just physical. That's all he is. Yeah, he just holding the section down. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I mean, hey, that's that's. Uh, that's, I think you see the Lakers going defense heavy. I think that's going to be their their thing uh, going forward. I don't right. think they're going to, they're going to try and like outgun anybody this year, uh, just yeah. strictly because they they don't have the pieces. So uh, I think they're going defensive heavy for for the remaining uh, 20, 20 games, uh, tw- about twenty games or so to go, and then uh, playoffs and beyond. And then uh, so that brings us to um, a dark spot in our game. Which is the hate that Jeremy Jeremy Lin was getting? Um, do you do you have any of that info pulled up? Because I mean, we can either get into Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, we can either get into Jeremy Lin, or we can go Miles Leonard first. Oh man, let's 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 start with Jeremy Lin, so we can end on a not a high note, but a more um, satisfying uh, result. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, so over the over the course of American history, we do know that there has always been some type of uh, uh, prejudice against prejudice against other people that are not, uh, uh, let's just say, other minorities, black folk, Asians, Hispanic folks, Muslims. Uh, well, not Muslims, but just uh, Middle Eastern uh, natives, and and so on. Jeremy Lin was a was not you know he was not spared. He was evidently during the G League, his stint in the G League, uh, he was called like coronavirus um, amongst other Asian uh, degrading terms that were aimed directly at him, not just as a fan, like somebody going at him crazy on social media, which people are nuts and they're doing that, but people are actually saying those things to him in the stands uh, in the middle of games. And so uh, Jeremy Lin kind of spoke out, uh, spoke out against this, and that's shed a lot of light on. Um, uh, that's actually helped, you know, bring about awareness of Asian hate that goes on here in America. And so, uh, you have anything pulled up over there about it? Uh, yeah, just pretty much just, um, talking about Lin, just talking about like his experience that he's had since this coronavirus thing. 
Like, that's when it really has, like, really picked up for him. You know, he's trying to get back into the league, but he's like, man, like, it's a lot of stuff going on that's, I guess, you know, affecting him mentally, you know, and emotionally, but due to this coronavirus, not just from the from the fans or that he's hearing that. Like, he's hearing it from the fans. He heard it from the president with his uh, China virus statements. He, now he's hearing, he says he's hearing it from other players on the court. So, um, yeah, man, that's any type of – yeah, any type of racism or prejudiceness, you know, that's there's no room for any of that. And uh, I think the game, uh, I don't know, I'm pretty sure Adam spoke on it. I haven't, I haven't heard it, but I'm pretty sure he spoke out against it. But it's good that players, like I know Lillard, like supported him. He wore the Stop Asian Hate uh, T-shirt. He said it a few, a few times. He spoke out against it. So that's good that the, um, his um, fellow, I guess you can call him Cole. Co-workers his or his, the fellow his, his NBA community is like coming around him, you know, at, in his time. But you know, if that was somebody doing that to one of us, people that us. look like us, we would want we would want that same support from the people, you know, that's around uh, that we work with too. So uh, yeah, as long as the NBA addresses it, and the uh, as long as the actions that are supposed to be taken, like people get thrown out of games, people uh, getting suspended, getting cut from teams, like. I mean, that's what's supposed to happen. You, you know, treat other people how you want to be treated. So if you know, uh, they if you call them a slur and they call you a slur, what you gonna do? It's facts. You know, you know what I'm saying. You can't, you can't. So they can't get mad at uh, somebody for like Germany and just for pretty much standing up for himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, speaking out for community, especially Asian American, there's not many of him in the league. So, yeah. so uh, somebody has to do it for them. And so uh, I'm just glad that the NBA, that uh, his fellow comrades have come to his aid and uh, just you know there's no need for that in the game. Yeah, none at all. Like that's that's definitely not a space in our game. And that's the thing about that's two things. Uh, like hip hop, rap culture, whatever you want to call it, and the NBA. Those are the is heavily dominated by black people, and we welcome everybody into are those circles, you know what I'm saying? And whenever mm. Asian people come into those circles, whether it be basketball, hip hop, whatever the case may be, it's not many people to speak for them. So therefore I'm glad it's Jeremy Lin is speaking up, you know what I'm saying? Just letting letting it be known, bringing awareness to it. So salute to Jeremy Lin. Uh, let's just end all hate across the board, black, Hispanic, uh, Middle Eastern uh, descent, uh, just Hispanic culture, just anybody. Let's just end all hate. Uh, and if you know somebody that right. is extremely hating like that, make sure you tell them to like stop all the hating. Like it's not getting you too far. You know what I'm saying? So, which brings us to another case of hate. Um, this is uh, Myers Leonard, a former member of the Miami Heat. Um, I. Last that I heard, he, he might was, be a form, he might be a former he might be a former NBA player now. I think he got cut from his last team too that he got traded to. Yeah, I think uh, Miles Leonard. I think he did get get cut from the Thunder. He was traded to the Thunder um, after some comments that he made. Uh, he had some anti uh, Jewish. He made an anti Jewish slur. Uh, well, he made he made a Jewish slur and on his twitch while he was gaming online that's why it's and once again side note athletes people uh public figures you have to be uh careful what you do what you say it's 
thousands of people watching at minimum. It's and and at minimum, it's hundreds of people watching. You know what I'm saying? And so you got to be careful what you said. Nonetheless, uh, Leonard he said some things. Uh, he made a slur, and while he was a member of the Miami Heat, uh, that is a hate slur toward Jewish people. The owner of the Miami Heat, Mickey Arison, is Jewish. So you can imagine in uh, in the Heat, uh, the owner of uh, Mickey Arison's household, it did not go over well. Uh, I think within about 48 hours, he was on a, on a plane to Oklahoma City where there's absolutely nothing to do um, in Oklahoma City or in, or in uh, Utah. They could have sent him to either place. And I mean... Uh, it's kind of the same, right. same thing. They were sending him somewhere. They were going to send him somewhere he didn't want to be. Right. So uh, you go from being on a finals finals team. Yes, it was the bubble, but you were a part of a finals team. Then you go to pretty much just being out of the league because I don't see any type of news or stats about him. Um, yeah, Wikipedia is reporting that he's a free agent. My, He's a free agent. Power forward slender now. And as I'm looking at NBA stats, he has no stats. And this goes back to uh, March 4th. Um, So I think justice was served here. Um, I do know. And also Adam Silver, he is Jewish as well. That is the commissioner of the NBA. So you know that did not go over well with with him either. Uh, So salute to the NBA for getting him the fuck up out of here. <laughs> for the most part, salute to the NBA for getting it done. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, I do enjoy whenever it's um, I have to word this carefully. I do enjoy whenever it is somebody that does not look like us make does something wrong, and the and same pe- and the same people that look like him handle him. So right. uh, I, I definitely do in, in, enjoy that. So uh, salute to Adam Silver. Salute to Mickey Harrison. Uh, Miles Leonard, you fucked up. And- <laughs> <laughs> Big time, buddy. I so, know. So how could you be so dumb? You cut your bag so bad. I'm like, bro, your owner's Jewish. All because, and then I'm like, that's so, and then like we was talking earlier, like that's a word I, I never heard that word until a couple years ago when another the famous person got in trouble for saying it. I didn't know they had a slur or whatever. So I'm like, what? Who did you grow up around? Hating that, that hates Jewish people. Right. That uses that word. Cause I'm like, I've never, I didn't hear that. And, you know, I've never heard that in none of my circles. Nobody I've been around, you know, never. we went to school, we went to school with all, all races. Yeah. I, we, I ain't never heard that uttered, but um, it's just good to see that, bro. The video was so funny. If people ain't watching, they gotta go watch the video when he did it, how fast he got that phone call, and how bad he wanted to cry on stream and lie and say, "Oh, my wife calling me. I'm about to go. I'll be back." Why? You ain't coming. First of all, that ain't your wife. <laughs> Second of all, you ain't coming back, partner. <laughs> ain't no bad. Ain't better. You about, go, you about to go pack. That's the only thing you about to go do. You about to get up out of this, up out of here. So uh, yeah, man. Salute to the, salute to the for the uh, to the NBA for making all that happen. That, but man, that video is so funny. I I watched it at least five times. But yeah, I still haven't seen it. But uh, just just you, you know understanding, fun. just understanding that the whole thing would happen. That's enough for me. I don't even need, need to hear it. But uh, I I can imagine he tried to backpedal, and I think he released some kind of some type of bullshit statement that his PR team put together. But hey. That's on them. The NBA did what they had to do on to the next and let that be, you know what I'm saying? Like just a 
you want an example. Miles Leonard is your example. Right. So. Yeah, all you all you borderline NBA players, you can't mess up. Yeah, nah. ain't no room for you to mess up. Now, you know the big names. Yeah, they we forget them, but you middle, you borderline people. I don't want to hear nothing from you. Yep. If if you're not, if you're not seventh man off the bench, eighth man off the bench. Ooh, ooh, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope from what you say on social media to even playing your Xbox. Right. <laughs> like. Right. So, so, yeah, salute to the NBA. They definitely got the got the uh, they got the job done there. And uh, moving on to the last time we did this, we did uh, a awards update, and this was right before the uh, All Star break. And so, of course, uh, the awards that we're referring to is Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Six Man, and Most Improved Player. Uh, you got your list up? I don't have my list, but I got my answers ready. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and let you. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, let you go ahead and, and take this over first, and we'll start with coach. Coach of the year, who you got? Coach of the year? Oh, I got. I got Doc. Okay. Philly. Uh, I got Doc because Philly is playing up to their potential of what their talent is. Uh, they they look better offensively. I ain't heard no – you ain't heard no MB Simmons beef like you was here in the last five years. You ain't heard none of that. Um, they still in first place, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. In the – yeah, they, I think they still in first place. They They're still first. Okay, yeah. Still in first place in the East. Um, I like what I see when I'm watching them. Tobias Harris back pooping too. I like that. Um, so I, I got Doc. I, he's he impressed me, you know. So I got I got Doc with my coach of the year. All right, rookie of the year. Anything changed? Because last time you had Lamelo Lamelo Ball, he broke his wrist, and I was on the I was I was changing my pick. I was going Lamelo, and then he broke his wrist, and so I was like, all right. And so uh, last time it was Lamelo Ball. Who we got now? My rookie of the year is still Lamelo Ball. <laughs> but 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 um, it's gonna be either um uh, my boy from Minnesota, Ant Man. Yeah, either Anthony. it's gonna either be come down to him or who else? What the other one we talking about? I, my pick Ant is Tyrese. Tyrese. Oh, Hall- Halliburton. Yeah, that was yeah. My pick. It's gonna come down to one of them. It's gonna come down to one of them. Two nine, even though man, I hate Lamelo got hurt. That that was my pick. Yeah. He was really getting it together, and he and he got into the starting lineup. Like he was really he was really getting into the full swing of things. Right. But uh, we'll, we definitely yeah, do. But Hall- yeah, but Halliburton, uh, Halliburton, and uh, I think Ant's gonna win it because he got the highlights. All them dunks he done did on people and the moves he done put on people. I think that's what's caught people out because Halliburton had a great year, but nobody really checking him for Sacramento because he's not flashy in Sacramento. You know they. They kind of floating at the bottom of the West, even though Minnesota lasts, but shoot, he got the highlights. Once you be on Sports Center so much, people are gonna assume that you just, you know, you that do Yeah, that you giving people business. Mm-hmm. So I and he gonna he gonna take that. That's a fact. That's uh I'm sitting here and I'm pulling up. And so uh those were and so pretty much you still sticking with, with LaMelo. Uh, just to go ahead and finish it out, but uh, I believe it's going to come down to Anthony or uh, Tyrese. 
And so then defensive player of the year, what you got? Can we just give it to somebody? Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Ooh, uh, man. Uh, I'll just say Ben Simmons. He's my defensive player of the year. They number one in the they number one in the East. I I hear he's a great defender. I so uh, I'm going Ben Simmons because I'm tired of giving it to Rudy Gobert because I don't think it makes a difference. I I had uh, Joel Embiid, so I'm not mad. You know what I'm saying? Either one. Okay. Uh, but Ben Simmons, he definitely guards. He definitely guards one through four. I'm pretty sure on some nights, depending on the team, he's guarding fives. Uh, depending on the team. Um, in the East, in the East, you could pretty much play him at the five as well. Because I mean, the only other tall person in the East is KD or Giannis. Or Giannis, and, and he they, they pretty much the same size. Yeah, and and he can guard either one. You know what I'm saying? And so, right. um, so I'm not I'm not mad at that. And especially I'm I'm kind of over defensive player of the year. It's especially with Rudy Gobert and the Jazz. Enough with the Jazz. Uh, so, uh, six hey, man. Well, let me, let me go ahead. I don't know if we're gonna do this. We're doing this pod next year. The defensive player of the year, mark my words right now, is gonna be Robert Williams from Boston. Guaranteed, Robert Williams. That's uh, yeah, he, from, he be, yeah, yeah. From, he from, he from Louisiana, huh? I think so. I believe uh, so. Let me not lie to you, but um, I think he's from Louisiana. I've, I've seen him play, though. He's definitely nice. He definitely got game. Oh, sure. yeah. So that's my pick for next year. I ain't got one for this year, but he's my next year's pick, my prediction. Okay. I ain't mad at that. What about um, six men? Ooh, that's a real good one right there. Six men, uh, last time out, so we had – Six uh, of the year, I got – Last last time out, you had uh, Jordan Clarkson, and I think uh, we we're still pretty much on on board with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan yeah. Clarkson. I'm still going. I'm still going. I'm still going. And he still he still giving buckets off the bench. Yeah. So I'm yeah I'm still I'm still riding with Clarkson. Most most of. And then uh, uh, what about most improved? Julius. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's that's exactly who I had. <laughs> man, that boy, he a whole he a whole new ball player. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he he didn't yeah, he do this. I He's, don't know. He didn't add that jump shot. He he shoot threes, he got the jumper, he got that weight up off him. Yep. He still he still like getting physical or uh, that passing, he's showing you the passing. I'm like, yeah, Julius, he he running away with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, Julius is definitely running away with that one. That is my most improved player of the year. My coach of the year is Monty Williams. I'm rolling with Monty because Phoenix has not been good in so long. So I'm rolling with Monty Williams. Uh, right. I've got I got Halliburton winning uh, rookie of the year and uh, defensive player of the year. Like I said, I wouldn't be mad if Embiid wins it. Um, six man, I do have Jordan Clarkson, and my most improved is Julius Randle. Now. Okay. This brings us to um, this is an odd MVP conversation this year because LeBron has missed enough time. Kyrie has missed enough time. 
KD has missed enough time. James Harden has missed, about to miss some time. Uh, missed enough time. Giannis, I think people are just uh, exhausted with the whole Giannis thing, so that excludes him from this. My MVP list, it's short. It's short this year. Um, my candidates. Dame. I wouldn't be mad if somebody said Chris Paul. And I got Joker on the list. Those are my three. Them your only three. Those are my pretty much my only three. If James Harden can kind of get back into the mix, I would consider James Harden more so MVP because seeing just Kyrie and KD on the floor, it's been okay. But adding James to the mix, it's it's really like propelled them to another level. Uh, yeah. Because I th- with Kyrie and with Kyrie and KD, I think we all just expected just you know, a, a great team, a great team. But when you add James Harden into the mix, that sprinkle him in there, which he is an MVP himself, that propels you and that puts you at all-time expectations. You know what I'm saying? All-time team. That's what they would want. So I think if James Harden can get back uh, get back soon enough, he can uh, get back in this race. Oh, and also Embiid uh, is on the list too, but he has to really play, play well down the stretch. Right, he missed he missed time too. Yeah, and Philly was still winning. That's the thing; he missed all that time, but Philly was still putting up them dubs while he was gone. So that kind of uh, hurt. Too. Yeah, that hurts. Oh, uh, so you gave me three. I would say my top three is pretty much pretty much the same. I would say Dane, Chris Paul, and and yeah, and Joker. Right now is probably yeah. Them, the, I'm going with them three too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who is your who is your one though? Joker. Joker. Okay. He's carried everything over from the bubble. He started maybe like the first 10, 15 games. He was a little slow, out of shape. Uh, but ever since that point, he's played himself into shape. Dog, it's nothing that he doesn't do, though, besides defense. Anybody can pretty much score on him, but we all know he don't really have, you know, <laughs> lift to get off the ground to really, you know, right. block some other right. shot or something like that. So, I mean, uh, I would put Joker but, as, as number one on the list. Right. And it don't matter if you can score on him because he can – he going to score – he's going to score on you. So, I don't care if you can – he's going to outscore you no matter how much you put on him. That's how good he is. So, yeah, he – and it, I saw a, a graphic. He lead he lead them in so many stats. Like, not just the – not just not just points, rebounds, steals and all that. He leads them in plus minus the PR, the – the all the advanced stats, he's number one in like all of for the whole team. I believe like it. nobody else, like I'm like he just be doing everything. So I mean, I'm not mad at that. But and, uh, I'm, and he's on the floor a lot, like a lot. Right. I think that's why it was so critical that they got Javel McGee, just to give him five, give him know, a break, five to ten minutes of you know sitting down. So he's on the floor a lot. So right. I, I definitely give it to him. So. Uh, number one on your list is Joker as well. No, Who, who's number one on your list? Dollar. <laughs> no, no. Who you, who you Chris got? Paul. Oh, Chris Paul. I'm not mad. I got Chris I'm, Paul. I'm not mad at that. And you know what? Cause, Go ahead. Cause that's the only reason why Phoenix number two in the West. Like, and I. The, 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 didn't they miss the play? They missed the playoffs last year. 
Yeah. He, and he came, and now they are 20 games over 500. Just from adding him alone. They, like, when you said at the beginning of the season that that was your sleeper team, I laughed at because I was like, they are five deep. They really all kind of – they really only like six deep, but it don't matter because his impact is like he – he was pretty much like that LeBron is here. He Max. came and changed everything. He put everybody in their spots. He yep. get to his spot. They communicate on defense. They in the right place on offense. They don't, they like playing together. Miles Mikael Bridges is number two of my most improved. He he gonna be a ball player one day. Yeah. When, when he get his time, he gonna he gonna be nice. And he it's all because Chris Paul came. I, I don't. I can't explain it. The team on paper, they not even. They on paper, they three. They three or four deep on paper. Yeah. But together with him running the show, like son, it don't make no. It, it don't. It don't make sense for them to be that high. They shouldn't have a better record than the Clippers. Agreed. And that was that was another reason for me to pick the Suns in the uh, whenever we did the whenever we did the first show. Yeah. I've seen Chris Paul turn David West into an All Star. I've seen Chris Paul turn Tyson Chandler into either defensive player of the year or or runner up all star, and I've seen he turned Peyton Stoyakov into an all star, an old Peyton, old Peyton, and on top of it, Chris Paul is the reason Trevor Ariza ended up on Kobe's Laker teams. You know what I'm saying? Because he was supposed to be a part of that deal originally as well. Uh, so yeah. So don't forget Trevor Ariza was a part of that that Hornets team in New Orleans as well. So, uh, but. It, you put Chris Paul around some some dudes that really want it or that's talented, he gonna make them go. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't be mad if somebody said Chris Paul, um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if somebody put Devin Booker on the list. But it's hard for me to really put him on that list whenever it was when well, he was on the team last year. When he was on the team last year, and on top of it, he hardly got into All Star this year. But I think that's just because people are you know they have their blinders on whenever it comes to the Suns. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be mad if somebody said Chris Paul. So Chris Paul versus Joker down the stretch. If James Harden gets gets back, if Embiid continues to play at the high level that he was playing at before his uh, his knee injury. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how those things shake out. But once again, we and we didn't even go over these lists prior to the show, but we kind of had the same thing. And I do like Doc Rivers. Yeah, and before I had before Chris Paul, before I had, I had Harden before Chris before he got hurt. Yeah. Like before Harden got hurt, I was like, bro, this like he like how you said the Nets was just playing out of their mind. They play out of their mind when he played his best. Like they unbeatable. But shoot, he I mean he he hurt. He hurt now. Do we knock him for being hurt? I guess. I, I think that's why this- we because that's why we knocked LeBron and MB, because you know everybody missing games. And Chris Paul, he really I don't think he really missed. Any if any game this year and yes. and and the Suns flourish with them, but some other teams I think once if they get their best if Harden gets hurt the Nets survive they can they still good if uh, Durant gets hurt Nets still good LeBron gets hurt they fall they LeBron gets hurt they fall off but they not out the mix yeah they still hanging around right right now but right at least right now they they hanging on. But um, MB, like MB got hurt, they still hung around. Chris Paul get hurt, I don't even know who they back up point guard. It's it's either campaign or it's uh Langston, one of the two. I, 
Somebody. Right. It's some, it's some, but that shows you if he gets hurt, where that team gonna go. Right. So uh I got so I got so yeah, uh, Chris Paul for me. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. And I definitely think a lot of people would uh would definitely echo that. And so uh you actually had a chance to go to a to a Pelicans game this year. Uh tell me just tell tell us about like how the uh, experience at a COVID game was. Was this prior to vaccinations? Was this did did you get vaccinated? If that's something that you want to answer. Feel free to, if not, uh, go ahead. But just more so, just, just tell us about uh, what you thought about just the experience in, at an NBA game in the COVID era. Okay, yeah, this was pre-vaccination. And, uh, yeah, I just got my vaccination about three, four days ago. Oh, I'm still, like, still a little slow. I, I, don't, I don't like that, but it's going to be all right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, pre-vax, uh, I, I went. I, well, me and my cousin went. And it was uh, – Typical Pelicans game. They started off bad, terrible, getting blew out. And, um, you know, but they ended up turning around and winning it. Uh, it felt – it wasn't that many – it wasn't that many fans. But uh, I think their teams are starting to – or arenas are starting to learn how to keep fans engaged with, like, some of the uh, – like, during the um, breaks or whatever – the games that they be playing and they're doing some new type of uh, entertainment stuff like at halftime to keep you entertained. Uh, it it was pretty it was pretty much like a regular game except the fact you got to keep your mask on the whole time. My mask fell one time as soon as it fell. I, a lady pointed, "Hey, put your mask back on." I was like, "Oh, I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm like, Jesus yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like it, it wasn't it wasn't two seconds. It went off my nose that much. She was like, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh." I'm sorry. <laughs> so that was one thing. Um, another good thing during the COVID, you know, um, going to, with games like this, there the seating is like wide open, so you pretty much can sit anywhere. I mean, I walk. We we really sad. Well, not 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 really, but you know, after New, Orleans, New Orleans games, New Orleans in New Orleans, you could do that. Yeah, yeah, you could you could find your way on bang their court side by uh, by halftime um, due to security. So, uh, but it was it it was cool. Like, um, it, it felt like a, it felt like a normal game, except people had masks on. It wasn't that many people. Uh, got to see your boy Jason Tatum and Kimba shrink down the stretch. Um, you don't say. Hey man, it was, it was, it was, it's, it's not him. I'm telling you, it's the coach. And when you watch the Celtics, you gonna you gonna see what you gonna see is coaching. It's not them. Hey, hey. I, I hear you, but uh, I know what I see. But I was yeah, just, I would, I would just wondering because uh, I was just wondering what the experience like is like at the games now because of course you know, other fans in the stands they kind of, they can be a antagonist. You know what I'm saying to help, uh, to help the team that you're cheering for, or yeah. they can hurt. You know what I'm saying, and then that voice can hit the floor, and then somebody look up, and then it's. It's your fault now all of a sudden you know you know what I mean you know what you're right because somebody was talking to one of them on the court and I'm like I know they hear because like I can hear from where I was sitting and we were sitting on two opposite sides I'm like wait I'm like I know they hear I'm like I know they hear you talking I'm like I know he hear you talking to him but he was somebody oh somebody's talking to Kimba and like he had messed up or something he just started smiling at him I'm like oh this is you hear I'm like they I'm like they hear it but I'm like they can hear stuff way more clearly now so like it, you know what that it might could affect some players 
the fact that you can hear exactly what people be saying because whatever he said, like he he looked right at me, just bust out that. I'm like, oh, this is. I'm like, okay, that's different. Yeah, and so that's that's something that I was I was wondering about because with uh, you know, it's 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 not as much noise as it once was in the in the arenas and in the stadiums, and yeah, it's not noise. It's not other chatter that's going on. It's not about the game. It's not. So much like I feel like I feel like at this point, if you if you if you're going to NBA COVID basketball games, you're dedicated to the game. And now that those uh, extras, right. let's just call them extra fans or let's just say casual. Now that the casual fan is out of the mix, um, people are really locked in. And so I was just wondering what that experience was like, because uh, Mr. McGee told me that uh, there's uh, this is after all those different vaccinations started rolling out, that the arena is now set up to where if you have like the uh the john johnson and johnson uh vaccination like you have to sit over here if you have the pipster vaccination you have to sit over there and if you got the moderna you got to sit over there and in that side so he said like recently it's they've kind of like updated some of the stuff they're doing but uh us uh, us louisianians know that the mayor of new orleans she operates to the beat of her own drum so uh that may be something that she's kind of put on the arena to kind of uh, right. ensure the safety of, of her community, which I'm not mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Because 45 definitely handled this terrible. Uh, but, the worst you could have ever handled it. Right. So, uh, yeah, so that was that. And uh, we'll get into standings in a, in, a, in a little bit. And how has this season felt to you? Um, just as a just, you know, as, as a, as a basketball constant, you know what I mean? To me, this year has felt like some mid, like boys is hurt. <laughs> like boys is hurt all over the place. KD, Braun, AD. We haven't seen Clay. Still haven't seen Clay. Prazingis was hurt for a while. Zion hasn't had the, uh, the boost. That I, that I think that a lot or, or quote quote lived up to the hype. Uh, maybe that's because everybody isn't tuned in. However, he's been on a 30 point streak uh, in as of like the last two weeks. But mm-hmm. just uh, the season overall, like from start to current point, it feels like some mid. What you think? Yeah, this season, I feel like this is a season of this. Just this. Let's make it through. Make it through the regular season. I feel like it's all right. It's, it's just make it through the regular season, and then once the playoffs come, that I'm pretty sure arena's gonna start letting more fans in. Um, more of the players that are kind of hurt are gonna, you know, the superstar players that are hurt are gonna be playing. But I think right now it's just manage, it's just managing through the season. They like, look, it's a, it's kind of, it's still a COVID season. Uh. We people may get nicked up left and right. Um, they're like, look, we just gonna we just gonna worry about making it to the playoffs. As long as we get in the playoffs, that's how, that's what it looks like. A lot of teams just make it to the playoffs, just, just grind it out. This yeah, this season just feels like a big grind. Yeah, like <laughs> like just just get to the playoffs and then stuff will kind of be more back to normal in anticipation for the next NBA season when stuff probably you know it's gonna be way picked up by then. Like. Attendance might gonna be close to 100% in a lot of these arenas. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a tough one to watch. I've been, it has. It I, definitely. I, 
It was one game. It was one game. Oh, the Lakers, like the Lakers and the Clippers, I believe, were on TV the other day. The Easter. I, Easter Sunday. Yeah. I tuned in. Terrible. I tuned out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, so no LeBron, no AD, Schroeder is no, I was at the Brooklyn game. No, no, that, that was that was the now, for the Brooklyn game, Brian, AD, and Kyle Kuzma were sitting, and the the face of promo was Dennis Schroeder. I said, "Oh my God, the league!" Oh, is- <laughs> oh yeah, I, I forgot what game I was watching when that came across the screen. This was weeks ago, about a couple weeks ago, when it said, "Uh, Yon, It was like the Bucks versus the Lakers, and they had Yon on one side. I'm like, "Okay, look on the side," and then Dennis Schroeder. I'm like, "Oh, oh." Put it in rice. <laughs> <laughs> so I skipped that game so bad. It be it, it's hard. I'm like, man, I'm like, yeah, this this is a tough season. Like, I already don't like watching some of the games without the stars. But I'm like, man, no stars and no fans. Like, so it's like double that hype that you can get. It ain't. It don't feel. It don't be feeling the same. And so, and that's man, I'm like just grind through it. And that's my biggest point to it. I, I think that the NBA misses its fans more than any other sport. One, because the fans are literally sitting on the court. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, there's camera women and men that are literally behind the stanchion. And they have that little box that they're supposed to sit in. You know what I'm saying? Like, humans make the NBA game, fans make the game so much more better because it's you 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 feel you literally feel the Celtics crowd through the screen you know what I'm saying watching it at home right. you, you felt the Warriors crowd at Oracle through the screen like you know what I mean like uh, like Laker fans you feel it you know what I'm saying like you feel it through the screen like now whenever you're watching it, it's kind of flat the audio in the uh in the arena it's like it's uh generated so it's not really like the, the official thing but I don't know. Uh, this year has felt like some mid, and I think that is due to a uh, big part is due to the injuries, and the second part is due to uh, uh, a lot of the arenas aren't letting fans or max capacity in, which I understand is it is the COVID era, but right. just just pointing out what we see. That's all. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, um, fans, uh, and to your point about next season, uh, the NBA does have plans to let all teams in the arenas uh next year like full capacity um so that is something for next year to look forward to and um so what we'll do now we'll just get into you sent me this the other day the espn top 10 under 25 then we'll move into standings and then we'll get in the playoffs and some other stuff on the back end and for the uh for the top 10 under 25 this and this list was pretty alarming to me uh about how this is a ESPN list let's make that distinction it's an ESPN list you're right you're right this is an ESPN list and this was uh last week this may have been uh like Wednesday uh Wednesday of last week which was oh it wasn't too long ago yeah uh last week was the seventh that was about the seventh that you sent that to me so this is a recent list that uh the powers that be at espn came up with uh for anybody that knows espn they make shitty lists all the time uh so i think just how this one 
was this just kind of added fuel to the fire. Um, <laughs> number one on the list, Luke the Don. Uh, Luca. Number two, Zion. Number three, LaMelo. Four, Donovan Mitchell. <clears throat> Bit overrated. <sighs> Jason Tatum. Number five, we all know how I feel. Swipe of the Fox, number six, Ben Simmons, seven, uh, Devin Booker, eight, Bam, nine, SGA, 10, Brandon Ingram, 11, Jalen Brown, 12, Murray, 15, Porter Jr., 14, John Morant, 15. And I was, by the time, I'm going to be honest with you, whenever I got down to Bam at number nine, I was... I was ready to like throw the phone halfway across the room. Uh, but just around just to finish off the list, 16, Trey Young, Trey Young, 17, Mikhail Bridges, 18, uh, Young Sabonis, 19, Anthony Edwards in his rookie year, and 20, DeAndre Ayton. Um, you sent it to me. And so I know you may have had the same reaction as I did whenever I opened it up. So whenever you came across this, what what went through your mind? Like, like who, like who made, like my thing was who made the list first of all. I see the three people never heard of, never heard of the three uh, NBA analysts: Bobby Marks, Kevin Pelton, and Mike Schmidt. And yeah, they put this list together, and it looks to me it looks like they the top five looks like they went off the, I guess. The hype train of now, like I don't like, I don't know if they're talking about right now, like are they projecting into the future? Cause ain't no way Lamelo Ball better than Donovan Mitchell. Ain't no way John Morant should be fifteen. Ain't no way. John Morant wait and De'Aaron Fox number six and John Morant number fifteen. That that's that ain't that don't it's, make sense. It's it's backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Right, because I'm like I watch. I'm like I, I see the impact John Moran had. I'm like this is a way better winning impact than De'Aaron Fox ever did. He's a he's just a better player in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, who else we got on here? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, he's not better than Brandon Ingram at, at all. He's not better than Jalen Brown at all. He's not better than Michael Porter Jr. He's not better than John Moran. He's not better than Trey Young. Nope. Uh, so he need, can come down. Bam. Melo is not the third best player under 25 yet. Not at all. Not at all. Not not, not yet because it got people. Donovan has carried a team. Tatum carries a team. Ben Simmons helps carry a team. Devin Booker is now starting Sending. to help carry a team. Right. Bam was is a, one of the two or three best players on his team. Uh, John Morant carries his, carries his team. Thanks. Um, yeah, this, this was just, it was just weird to me. Like, I didn't know the criteria of it. I was like, so was it, is it now or is it like who they projected the next couple of years? So that, that was the main thing that stood out to me. And then like, like you read off the top 20 and then after that, it's like kind of like a drop off because they already got Tyrese Halliburton, the 21st best player of the 25. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even uh, pass 20. <laughs> right, like I, but like people like Mikael Bridges, like I said, like he's not that good yet. Thanks. 
Like he's gonna be like, like I think he's gonna be, but Sabonis number eighteen, he made an all star team. <laughs> like and this he year and last year and he should have made it this year too. Did he make it this year? He made it this year because he replaced uh he replaced some Kevin Durant. Okay, yeah, but he should have made it period this year over uh Big Boo and he made it last year. He's him at 18, he he definitely top 10. I don't care what nobody say. He he shoot, yeah, he's right there. And Darren Fox not better than Ben Simmons and Devin Booker. I how did he slide in here at nah. number six? Like what 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 they see? Yeah, it's it has it has to be some type of criteria that that these writers went off of because uh I think Spider is a bit I don't know I we'll get into that about Spider in a minute but uh Lamelo Lamelo shouldn't be that high up Fox shouldn't be that high shouldn't be that high up excuse me uh Bam shouldn't be that high up I love Devin Booker he shouldn't be that that high, that high up excuse me uh neither should oh, Eddie. Oh, 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 oh. You said Devin Booker not a top eight player under twenty five. I'd put I put book right right here at ten. I would put book right at ten. I would put book right Try there at, at ten. Um, Trying to would, see who under him is better. <laughs> I mean, you look at Jamal Murray. He's he's been doing it for a while. He's been doing it for a while. So I can only go off of what I've seen for so long. Um okay, I can okay, I can have an argument for Murray. And on top of it, if you you can pull Murray, put him where Fox is, you can pull LaMelo and you can move uh you can move Brandon Ingram in there. I, I really love what I've and I I'm one of those people that's never I never did I did not believe in Brandon Ingram coming into the league at all. Uh, but, <laughs> but I just see it now. Like I see it now. Uh, I think he's in a terrible offense. Uh, we spoke last time about how I feel about Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I can see where a world where this is shuffled around a bit where ball Fox, bam, and SGA, those three are moved out and where you put Ingram Brown and Murray. In, in, right. In, in Cause like Right, because those three, like those three, are your one of the first and second best player on the team. Not Shay is, but I don't think he's proven enough yet individually. Right, and Lamelo just got here. Yep. Uh, the has been the best player on this team, but this team has stunk every year he's played. So I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's the coach. Don't know if it's the teammates, but uh, or the city. <laughs> right, but uh, I just don't think individually he's his game is just as good as those other ones. Like you put them by themselves, I think they do better than what he does by himself, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, but like Ingram Brown, them all stars. Yeah, like who whose man's is these? That's, that's <laughs> made these lists, bro. <laughs> like that's all I want to know. Yeah, so but uh. The only thing I give him is the top two, and that's only because Luca can handle his own against anybody, and Zion is unstoppable when he just get it at the top of the key and just run left as fast as he can. That was the only, that's the only move he got. Run left as fast as he can and spin. Them the only two moves he got right now. Yep. And they and he's still averaging almost 30. 
Zion so catch the ball and run, it's it's an ugly sight for whoever. Right. It's a wrap. He's he running to the rim too dumb. So that was that uh that list there. Uh ESPN's top twenty. Well, there the the is the full list 25? I believe the full list is 25. But we just went over 20 because that's the only group that is necessary. Uh, I can imagine the other five were uh, a bit of a ruckus. Yeah, Lonzo Ball made the top 20 for this five. So that shows you how, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll save that. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that one. I like Lonzo, but hey. You like, oh, you, you like Jared Allen? Get out of here, Jared. I, I was, yo, like Jared Allen is on that list. Next topic. Uh, <laughs> dog, that is crazy. I can't believe Jared Allen's on, on this. If Jared Allen's on that list, I need to be on that list, and I'm 27. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even in the league. Right? We, yeah, we both need to be on there. Jared Allen made the list, too. Right. Um, and so now uh, we'll get into some standings here. Um, I'll, I'll let you hold on the West, the West, you know what I'm saying? Cause you're a resident fan of the West, uh, as a Blazer fan and I'll hold down the Eastern conference and, uh, you want to go ahead and go first or you want me to hold the East down first? Uh, I can go first. All right, go ahead and run it. So, all right. So for, let's see. First place is Utah. Second, Phoenix. Surprisingly, third, we got the Clippers, fourth is the Nuggets, then fifth through five through eight reads Lakers, Trailblazers, Mavs, and the Grizzlies wrap it up at eight. All right. And over there in the Eastern Conference, um, it is a tie at the top for one and two. Uh, the Sixers and the Nets are both 36 and 17. Um but I guess the advantage goes to the Sixers as they may have won a couple of the head-to-heads. So uh, yeah. the list reads Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Hawks, the Heat at number five, Celtics number six. Celtics are 28 and 26. That's concerning. Uh, the Hornets are number seven, 27 and 25. A lot of their success came from LaMelo, uh, but now he's done for the year. Uh, and the Knicks. Holding on, 27 and 27, sitting at 8 and 8. And my Bulls are down there at 22 and 30 at number 10. Yikes. So, um, as y'all only, three game, y'all only three games out, and y'all got Indiana in front of y'all. Y'all not that far. As y'all long can as we, make it. Just have hope. As long, as long as we sit at number 10 so we can have an opportunity to, to get the uh, play-in game, and we'll go over the play-in scenarios in a moment. But – as long as we'll here, I'll just go over the playing scenarios uh, while we're here. So yeah, you might have the seventh seed versus the seventh seed will play the eighth seed. The ninth seed will play the tenth seed. The winner of the seven versus eight gets the seventh seed. The nine versus ten gets the eighth seed. That's how I read it. That's how that's how it read to me, and that pretty much uh because it's it's the overall 10 <laughs> so it's the overall 10 uh so that's that's how i read it and that may be an update i'm not sure because last year with that being in the bubble it kind of like threw me off but um 
what do you think about the West? Do you think the Western Conference is pretty much going to stay, stay, stay packed as is, or do you think it's going to kind of uh, change up a bit? Oh, so are we going to go over the, the uh, we're going to go over the playoff, the play-in games, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're going to go. Who play who? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, but, okay, so let me just go ahead and do this. So in the West, I think, uh, I would say four through, well, four, it don't matter who has four or five, but I think, Let's see, five through five through seven can change. Yeah. Because the Lakers are only two games in front of Portland, and Portland is only one and a half in front of Dallas. So LeBron and AD won't be back for another, I think they said two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So that could potentially drop them down to number. If they have a bad, you know, a couple of weeks, that could drop them down to number seven and they would have to be doing a play in instead of being number five and playing against either you know Portland or who Portland or maybe even Portland or the Nuggets. Yep. So uh that's the only thing that might really switch is really concerning is the Lakers, where will they be? Can they hold on to their fifth seed or get up to their four while LeBron and uh A D trying to rest up? Cause uh well, Portland, we just lost ground today by losing to Miami at home. Um, I don't want to fall to a playing game because if we fall to a playing game, the Warriors is number ten right now. The Warriors. And I know just, they don't got Clay, and I know they don't have Clay, but they still got Steph, and they still got Draymond, and you know Wiggins and Oubre. Who knows? They could have a hot. Is it one game? Yeah, it's it's one game. Yeah, they could they could be hot one night and just beat us. So um they just lost that's Wiseman that's for the that's year. Oh, they did. Yeah, he tore his uh, meniscus. Oh yeah, well I ain't beat nobody because Looney is some ooh cheese <laughs> under that goal. <laughs> so uh never mind, we can fall. I don't care. <laughs> we in there. Uh but yeah, that's the only that's the only concerning thing is the Lakers, they don't want to fall too bad because you fall to seven, that means well, that might be good because they have to play Phoenix in the first round. They could beat them. Uh, but if they stay at five, they would play Denver, which is, you know, might take a, a little wear on them. But I would, um, I would love to see Utah versus the Lakers in, in the in the first round. I would love to see it. You want to get – why you want to get Utah out of there so bad? I don't like Utah. I don't like nothing about Utah. Uh, like, let me just go ahead and give my Utah hate off real quick. Uh, so – First of all, why is Utah called the Jazz when there's nothing like musical about anything up there? Uh, give New Orleans their name back. That's number one. Number two, they overhype their players because there's nothing else that goes on in the state of Utah besides Utah football, Utah college football. Nobody cares about that. Uh, number three, um, Donovan Mitchell, he cool, he cool, but he's a volume shooter. Uh, he so he puts up a lot of shots. The other night I was in that that made, that was Wednesday night. I was watching them play against uh, the Suns. At one point in the game, he was like nine of twenty three or nine of twenty five, constantly with only like twenty points, like constantly just pulling up from everywhere. And it's like, I get it, but I mean, I I don't know. I, I I just I don't like anything about Utah. So I would love if Braun and company go ahead and get them up out of here. Uh, so we don't have to hear any more Rudy Gobert, 
uh, Dan Snyder or Joe Ingles or uh, uh, anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm cool on Utah. I'm, I'm cool. Fool's gold. Okay. You're right. I just I, – I mean, I don't hate him that much. I just don't like Rudy Gobert because I think his value is overvalued. Like, I'm like, come on, bro. He just tall and can stand under the goal. I'm like, everybody in the league can do that. Every big man in the league can do what he do if they really wanted to just be tall and non-effective on offense. That's all he is is tall, not tall, non-existent offense. That's all he is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't care too much for the Jazz, but they do play. The thing I hate is that they do play so good together as a team, and then they got they shoot it so well. From three, it's ridiculous. Well, mainly because Conley been on fire this year. He he showed y'all like last year. He went. Y'all thought he was done. He said with me, "This is this is uh <laughs> this is welcome back." <laughs> so That's he fact. said, uh, "Right, this is bounce back." So uh, he didn't came back shooting. Oh um, yeah, but I mean yeah, they ain't gonna do nothing. We already we know who it's gonna be. We know it's gonna come down to the Lakers or the Clippers. All the trailblazers, we know that. So <laughs> um, we already know it's gonna come down to in the West. So uh, yeah, that's so um, yeah, that's it for that. So who you, how you think the East looking? So for the Eastern Conference, um, side note, I'm gonna give Nate McMillan his flowers because ever since the Hawks fired their coach, the Hawks, I think they went like out of twelve games. I think they went like ten and ten and two. Uh, ever since they fired their coach and they put Nate McMillan in his place to be the interim. So the Hawks has moved up to number four. They were kind of teetering uh, like on the seven and eight spot. But ever since they fired their coach and put Nate in place, they've uh, they've been playing a lot better. So I want to salute, salute uh, give the Hawks some uh, some credit here. Oh, yeah, it was a lot going on behind the scenes with that coach and the, the star players. They, it's, a, it's a lot there. Really? I didn't know about that. They- Oh, what? John Collins? No, they did not like the coach. John Collins didn't like him. Uh, Trey Young and him wasn't getting along like that. And it was another, it's another player on the team they were saying, oh, because, oh, Cam, he wasn't playing Cam like he should have been playing. So, yeah, it was a lot of resentment, like how he was handling all the young, the young players on the team. Because as soon as he left, like, it wasn't no sense for John Collins not to be averaging 20 and 10 while, you know, it's no sense that he he's too good not to be averaging 20 and 10. But as soon as he left, that's when you saw the scoring and the rebounding go up. That's because them and the coach had a lot, a lot of issues. Yeah, a lot of issues. Yeah. So just uh get back to your overall point. I think that the East it still can shuffle a bit because everybody's uh within within reach. Uh you're sitting here and you get to number five. The Heat are 28 and 25. The Celtics 28 and 26. And at game, the game. number six seed, that's number six seed. Oh my God. <laughs> the, the Hornets are 27. Big seeds. Big seeds <laughs> over here. The, Horn, the Hornets are 27 and 25. Uh, I think they could kind of fall off, but we'll see. Um, it's, it's not hard to stay on in, in the East, but they just got to sustain it. The Knicks, I think the Knicks will, you know, finish finish strong. If anybody drops out, I think it may be the Hornets that fall out, that fall. Um, I would love to see my Bulls get in there, the, but they're sitting at number 10, 22, and 30. The Pacers are 25 and 27. 
Um, I don't believe in the Bucks. Uh, we already know that. Yeah, I uh, second that. And I think that the Hawks need a bit more. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think that this is where where they enter that phase in their. Uh, how can I say? Their their era of going through like their playoff lumps and their bruises and things of that nature, just being a consistent playoff team. Um, if it, and I think I, I take that back. So the Hornets and the Heat, both of them may slide, uh, especially with Vic, uh, with Victor Oladipo going down. Um, I think that he was a critical part of the team, but if you're you said indefinitely, so that means to be determined. Um, so uh, I think the Heat could slide. I think the Hornets could slide. I see a world where the Pacers and the Bulls both take their spots. And once again, I'm being keeping hope alive. Fingers crossed. Uh, but the plan, uh, the plan situation, seven versus eight, nine versus uh, uh, what it go? Let me go back to it. Seven versus eight, nine versus ten. Um, so that would that would be a, a good little scenario, and it's one game. Um, I, I still see the conference finals. Wow. I got the Nets. I still have the Nets. Beating a seven. Beating Philly. With a healthy James Harden. Yes. Yes. I think James Harden is the is the main factor to the Nets. I think he's I think he is the most important player for the Nets. More important than KD. I think he is the most important player. I think KD is their Jack of all trades, you know what I'm saying? But one, KD always going to look for his shot. Kyrie is always looking for his shot. James is looking to move the ball and, and get everybody involved, you know what I mean? Whether if it's lobs, whether if it's coming off the pick and rolls, crashing, you know what I'm saying? Whether if it's kicking it out or whether if it's breaking it down and just him getting busy with buckets himself. I think James is the most, most important piece. But uh, at this moment today, and today is April 12th. I'm rolling with the Nets. Well, <laughs> so that, that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah, I, I'm going with the Nets just off five power. Like, I ain't got no other – I mean, I don't have no other reason to pick, to pick them. I just – when you got them – them three should win you. Them three should get you to the finals. I don't yes. care who else – who the other team got. We got them three, we straight. Like, yeah. we get to the finals, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, the Nets – and um man, if the Celtics could just stop shooting so many threes, <laughs> they could be in the Eastern Conference Finals again. They shoot way, son. I would that's their problem, son. I don't know what Brad got them. I don't know what Brad doing, but they shoot too many threes. I'm like, bro, Tatum not a real three-point shooter, Brown not a real three-point shooter. Like, what are you doing? They shoot I, it's so many possessions they have where they shoot. Threes with it within ten seconds of the shot clock, you know, going off with fourteen seconds up on the shot clock. Oh, we got a pick and roll, pick and roll three coming up. Uh, one pass three. I'll be like, bro, y'all don't shoot that good to shoot so many threes. That's their problem. That's why I'm blaming Brad Stevens and not the players. But I'm like, you let them do this. They gonna do what you let them. If you tell Jason Tatum to pump, if you tell Tatum to, you know, if you put in some more sets for them to run other stuff, mid range stuff and slashing. 
and they'll have to do that. Like, but he let them. They shoot too many threes, and that's gonna be the downfall for them. And it's because Brad. I guess that's what they want to do. But I'm like, your two best players aren't three point shooters, so they can't be shooting three. So don't give them on Tatum, because you see in that offense, he's still scoring fifty. Here's my thing with Jason Tatum, right? And that Jason, was all. Wait, that was all, that was on Philly, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was against. Who he drew a foul on somebody. Uh, I'm trying to think who it was. It was some good center. Anyway, was it? Let me see. I'm about to go. I'm about to go find it. But go ahead. It was like like two days ago. That was against the uh, the T Wolves. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh yeah, he drew a foul on town. He good. He drew a foul on town. Yeah, he dropped fifty, but uh, yeah, man. I'm, is it's, it's, it's Carl good? Is Carl good? We can revisit. It. We, can re- we, can, we can revisit. He is every. He's a great value version of She Walks. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. You know what I'm saying? And so here's here's my thing Same with. Here's my thing with Jason Tatum, and my thing with Jason Tatum is he looks and he moves like Kobe on the floor, okay? He's built like T-Mac. My issue is he has terrible shot recognition, like what's a good shot, what's a bad shot, and that goes back to your point as well, and I'm, I'm glad that you said that, like Brad Stevens just rolls the ball out, just let him go hoop. Like, he just let him do whatever. Obviously, Brad, uh, hopefully, and and hopefully, that is just something for the regular season. Hopefully for the playoffs, he has something a bit more condensed and something a bit more uh, that gets everybody moving because their offense just doesn't look the same at all. Like, their offense even in the bubble and even uh, two years ago, like, their whole offense just looked totally different. Yes, I understand you had Kyrie in place of Kimba and everything between. And yes, you understand you had Terry Rogier in place of Kyrie for a certain point in time, too. But still, your offense shouldn't do that. Was Al Horford that important to their team? Maybe that's something that people have to ask, too. Exactly. So, I mean, I think it's all point guard play. You know what I'm saying? I think it's all point guard play. So they got to get that that situation figured out, too, because uh, they're – it don't it don't look good for the Celtics, but I still think that they'll make the playoffs. I, I think they'll be all right. Uh, they're falling into that, yeah. They're falling into that trap of the, everybody playing like all the teams playing like they don't have their own style. That's what they fall into the trap. Of, like how does they fall into the same trap the Clippers had with Doc Rivers? He started letting his team play like the NBA is though, like how everybody's picking and rolling threes. That ain't what your team does best, so. That, that's what the Celtics are falling into right now, and hopefully Brad doesn't keep them, let them stay there, because I'm like, they just trying to play like every other team. Pick and roll, three. Give it to your best player, try to create something, uh, three. Shoot a bad shot. Like, that's, that's like, you got to play to your team strength, and that's not, that's not, that's not good basketball, that's not good coaching, and that is going to show in the playoffs. They're going to just flame out just how the Clippers did last year. If they keep playing the same type of ball they play. Yeah. So that's uh that's pretty much it as, as far as the the.
playoffs, I mean, would really look like here. I don't think much is really going to change in the East besides uh, the Heat could, could fall. Uh, the Heat could fall out or maybe toward the bottom. The Hornets could fall out altogether. And I think uh, the NBA, they did release something in, in regards to fans and the playoffs here. So uh, currently there's a handful of teams in the league that are allowing fans into the arenas. At, uh, of the playoff teams that are allowing fans as of today, April 12th, the Hawks are letting fans in, the Celtics are letting fans in, the Nets, the Hornets. Uh, I'm going through playoff teams here. The Mavs, the Nuggets. Uh, the, the Pacers aren't in it. Uh, the Clippers and the Lakers, they're letting fans in starting, I think, sometime later on this month. I think they said the 22nd was the date that they're looking at. Um. The Heat are letting fans in. The Bucks are letting fans in. Um, the Knicks are letting fans in. The Sixers, the Suns. The Jazz are also. The reason why I bring that up is uh, due to people, you know, those respected teams letting fans in is because, as we stated earlier in the show, that like, fans bring a different type of energy to the game and especially your dedicated fans are going to show up for the playoffs. They let those fans there in the playoffs plus the generated noise that the arenas can do because since the arena isn't at full capacity, full capacity, I think that's a major thing. And so that's, that may be something of interest going forward. What you think? Yeah, it's just going to be good seeing playoff basketball and a playoff atmosphere instead of just watching the players trying to generate all of their own energy. Like, it's, it's good to have the interaction with the fans. If their energy is better, uh, it's aesthetically better on um, when you're watching it from from home. And uh, it's just, like, yeah, like, it's just good to have people at games. No uh, more with, <laughs> with something to do. And, uh, yeah, the atmosphere, the atmosphere just brings something extra out of the players, like, because – yeah, they play. Yeah, they play to win a championship, but they also it's entertainment. They also put on like to put on those type of performances in front of the people. Like you, they like going to the garden in front of fans, showing out. They like going to Staples, a state, a packed Staples Center, and you know leaving a mark and going to the garden and putting up some big buckets. So, uh, I I can't wait. I'm just I'm just ready to go to more games. I think because. Yeah, I've only been the uh, that was my first game in since twenty yeah, since at least since twenty nineteen. And I usually, you know, I usually randomly go to New Orleans whenever I ain't got nothing to do. I used to just drive to New Orleans on a random Wednesday or Friday just to watch a game, man. I I miss it. <laughs> I I I have missed it. And once when I got there, it just the energy just felt so much better. I'm like, oh okay, I'm back to doing something that I'm normally doing and it just felt it just felt so good. It felt good. It felt great. Put it like that. Yeah. I, I believe that. I definitely do. And also just to kind of circle back to the uh playing game, here's the uh the official uh phrase. The teams that finish the regular season in the number seven and number eight spots will have two chances to win one game and earn a playoff spot. The teams that finish number nine and ten need to win two consecutive games to advance to the NBA playoffs. 
So that sounds so to me, it sounds like seven will play ten, eight will play nine. Yeah. So in in each conference, the number seven team will host the number eight team, with the winner securing the number seven seed in the playoffs. The number nine team will host the number ten team. The loser of the matchup is eliminated and joins the draft lottery. The loser of the seven eight game will host. The winner of nine ten of nine ten, with the winner claiming the final eight position, and the loser joining the draft lottery. Why are they doing this? I think somebody said, "Hey, that uh, that NCAA game that they get to get to play to pick the final like two seeds, uh, the plan. I like that idea. Let's do that." Or I think. Now that's just me in my own head, like our, you know what I'm saying, just making that shit up. But I think actually what happened, uh, maybe like two or three years ago, some teams down there at the bottom, like seven or eight, seven, eight, nine, they may have all had the exact like same record, same record, same win percentage and everything. Yeah. And so that's when the NBA was like, all right, let's just go ahead and try and fix this. And that's just kind of like a band-aid over it. But you know what I mean? But I think right, I think it it I get it. I get it. It's just it's gonna take some getting used to. So, I mean, hey. Yeah, they just trying so because I think it happened that one year in the West where like all of the, like the the last bottom teams were all like forty eight and thirty whatever. Like it had like three teams with like the same record, and they was like, "Come on, bro!" They like really like we all got the same record, and we don't have but we don't have the equal chance to get to the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah, that's probably it. But it, I don't. I don't see the point. I don't see the use for it because whoever is in them spots, they're not going to – 99% of the time, they're not going to win the championship anyway, so it don't matter what what they do, what they got going on. And just to put a bow on the whole uh, playing games, uh, the playing games, they start on May 18th. They start on May 18th. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll be on TNT, ESPN, ABC, Uh, just, you know, those there. We forget. That's the main reason. More games, more money. Dollar sign first. And then uh, so something else that came down that came down the line. Uh, the NBA is, I believe they're voting on changing the jumping into a shooter uh, rule. It's about time. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> I hate it. I can't stand it. I can't stand the fact that you can pump fake somebody commits to playing oh. defense and then a shooter just jumps into them. I'm so glad that they are looking into changing this. Um that's the cheapest and the weakest play move in our game and uh, I'm looking forward to everybody, you know, the, the powers that be changing this. Yeah. Also, also they're looking into adding in a, a second challenge if your first challenge is successful, similar to football. So should have been that, that should have came with the with the with the original rule. But right. at least they fixing it. At least they fix it. At least, at least they're fixing yeah, it in real right. time. Um so that was that was one thing. Um yeah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> hey, I, I gotta go in. I hate I hate that place, son. Like ain't no way in the world if I pump it, if I if you jump, if I jump straight up and you jump into me, what did I do wrong? 
Like I didn't, I didn't leave my space. This is like, as a defender, I should have some. I gotta have some space. Like I gotta be able to contest a shot somewhere. If you just do this and I jump, and then you just be like, shoot, he in the air. Let me just jump three feet inside the three point line, throw the ball like this, and <laughs> and I get three shots. I right, son, bro, I hate that. I hate that call so much. I, if I was a ref, I'm, I'm never calling. Never. I don't care what it is. I ain't calling it. I, LeBron can do it. I'm not calling it. Steph can do it. I'm not. I'm not calling that play. And bro, it's so cheap, son. I just hate that. I'm like, you can't. What are you supposed to do? If and then sometimes they call it. If I'm on the ground, like if the defender can land before they can be back on the ground, and you can still just um, throw it, and they'll still call it. Like, hey. I, thank God they changed that rule because I don't want to see that play ever again. That and the um, that falls along like the same category of uh, when a shooter shoots and then like they kick their leg out. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. Like right. to draw contact. It's the same like, thing. It's the exact You're same just going thing. Going a different way. So they should have been eliminated. This and to your point about a defender having I me as a defender should have space. I agree with that too. Just like how a shooter has to have his or her landing space. Right. A defender, right? Protect the defender too. Yeah, don't turn it into football. Don't turn into football where everything is pi on the on the defense. Right. You mean? I like. I know. I like seeing buckets get gave. I'm like, bro. I like. Like, I like competition too. Like, let them get. Like, they need. Like, the defender needs protection too. Like, we just can't have all offense all the time. Like, cause that ain't good. I like I like to see that balance. And bro, thank God they about to get rid of that, cause I, that's the cheapest way to get a file on people. Cheapest, cheapest thing ever. Um, I gotta, I got, we gotta talk about your man's. We gotta talk about your man's, Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk about your man, Paul Pierce. <laughs> hey man, man, a man can't enjoy his day off, bro. That's all I do. That's all I be saying. I would, I wouldn't want to work there either. Like I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to show, you know what I'm saying? Some of the homies, they ain't, ain't answer on the text, so I got to get on Instagram and show them, you know what I mean? Like, I'm at home. I'm chill. We chilling. We vibing. And, and another thing, if Paul Pierce was just trying, we'll chalk it up to Paul Pierce being an older cat, right? Let's just say he was trying to record this for his close friends. And by that time, by the time he already had the camera up and then he realized it was live, it may have been a little too late. However, to the good people on Instagram, let's make it a live feature for your close friends. Let's try that. Let's try that. Let, let, let's see how that goes. And then, you know, things may go over a, a bit better. However, Paul Pierce, you wallet. Like, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a Disney, you got a Disney job, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know they ain't going for that. You know Walt not going for that. Come on, bro. Right. And Man. plus, Paul, you're 43. You're 43, Paul. You got it. You you got too much bread to be just you you 43, Paul. Just just be 43. You ain't gotta be on the ground flexing, showing what you got going on. We Paul, people know what you capable of. You ain't gotta show everything to everybody, but hey, I mean. He like he said, he he not married. He's still he's still young, he feel like. Um, so he about to show y'all that uh 
what are you working without you <laughs> in the LA streets? In these LA COVID streets. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Paul, if y'all don't know what's going on with Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce, he was hosting a, hosting a uh, poker night, or uh, let's just say game night. Um, he had um, some beautiful, beautiful women um, uh, dancing, dancing in, in, uh, in uh, bikinis, in, in, in bikinis. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, tree, trees were being smoked. Uh, fades were given out. Not with the hands, but Paul Pierce was actually getting lined up, and I seen like a clip, a clip of case, and like some, uh, some edges, everything in the tuck. It's, you know, it's, it's game night. I get it. Um, right. If only if y'all knew the things that go on at other people's game nights, y'all wouldn't be tripping about this. However, since it's Paul Pierce, he got caught. It's on camera. You did it to yourself, my brother. Maybe he didn't want the job, and maybe he was looking for you know to collect some type of unemployment. So, I mean, hey. Who, who am I? You know what I'm saying? So Paul Pierce, he got, you know, let go by ESPN. Um, a Some some company offered him a, like, a job, like, immediately, like, 24 hours later. They were like, yo, like, you can do this. Come sign with us, and we'll pay you X amount of dollars. And it was like, right. and I, I think that was just the kind of thing, just to, so he could kind of get away. So uh, that right. was Paul Pierce. And uh, we'll... Uh, did you happen to see the Space Jam trailer at all since it is basketball? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. What are your thoughts? Because oh, I haven't I haven't seen it at all, but I saw I saw everybody like killed it on the internet like 20 minutes after it rolled out. Like people were right. angry on the Saturday when that when that, when that was because you know all the people we probably follow on Twitter around our age. So we remember the original Space Jam, and you know everybody around our age, the Jordan heads. Jordan, Kobe here, so they don't, you know, anything LeBron does, it's kind of like, oh, it's, it's not the original. He's trying to be like Jordan. I'm like, dude, the dude just wanted to remake a movie, a, a, fiction, a cartoon movie about him playing basketball. Um, From the trailer, his acting, you know, I mean, hey, he could use some work on that, but Jordan, his acting wasn't much better than his. Uh, they had some of the little similar stuff, you know. They still got the, all the little Looney Tunes. They added the little extra new technology stuff to it to make it look, you know, more. Uh, I guess more appeasing to the eye now. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm gonna watch it. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't like. I didn't. The, I just didn't like the uh, acting LeBron did. But I'm like, I'm gonna watch it just to check it out. I mean, it's just a movie. It ain't nothing too serious. Right. Uh, and I mean, yeah, it ain't the original. Just, just the movie. It's just and a it's movie. LeBron. LeBron, black man trying to make a dollar. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the movie. I didn't get a chance to see the trailer. The movie comes out uh, July 16th. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, this, I don't know. They, I read somewhere a couple weeks ago that they're trying to bring movie theaters back. Um, I know before I left town not too long ago, they had uh, this big, like, event thing coming out of the movie theater uh so i guess they're trying to like i guess sterilize or clean the air or clean the ducts or something i'm, I'm not sure but so this may be a part of that big movie wave uh for the summer but regardless uh i'm pretty sure it's going to be available on those those streaming platforms i'm not going to say any names until they cut the check uh so just just go y'all just have to wait until then uh the where it's released and last but not least uh Yesterday, the Minnesota 
Minnesota. I said Minnesota. Eric. Minnesota. <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves sold to oh, yeah. Alex Rodriguez and uh, businessman Mark Lore. Um, they sold to Alex Rodriguez and to Mark Lore for a, a reported $1.5 billion with a B. $1.5 billion. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, uh, former baseball player um, with the Mariners. I think he played for the Rangers for a moment, uh, but mostly known for with the Mariners and the Yankees uh, and his alleged steroid use. Um, so um, that is uh, Alex Rodriguez. Uh, a little bit of background if you're asking who in the hell is Mark Lore. He is a businessman. He has uh, ties to Walmart. He has ties to Jet, J-E-T.com. Um, and he also has uh, some ties to diapers.com. I'll let you all, you guys kind of check those out and see what he's into, but he is a businessman. The reason why this is news to me and, and, and to Tevin as well is because uh, a couple months ago, let's just say at the top of the year, uh, Kevin Garnett made headlines because he felt um how can i say what's the right word i don't want to say backstab i don't want to say guilty we'll say guilty there we go so kevin garnett you know he he did feel some kind of way whenever the current owners of the wolves didn't sell to him when he is their best player in franchise history under the timberwolves imprint um so kevin garnett felt some type of way he went on an Instagram uh, kind of tirade where he posted some things. And what I love about KJ is he kept a hood. Like he spelled everything hood. Like we were texting back in like 2000, like 2007. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like he had every word, right. cuss word, like shortening word, just shortened. He kept it G. And later on, of course, more is always revealed. Uh, I see why Kevin Garnett is upset because you sell it to a baseball player and not to the best player in franchise history. So I do understand. Right. But uh, you you know why uh, A Rod is probably trying to get this team though, because he's looking at the future of where Minnesota probably could go. Well, probably as far as talent wise on the team, the team's talented, but the city I don't think the city's really behind the team that much anymore, like how it used to be. Because number one, they haven't won and forever and ownership has been doing terrible so i think he's trying to uproot them to make that big to make a big move in seattle especially they got two years to do two i think two or three years to do it before uh the ownerships take takes over so i think that might be their game plan move to seattle you got the uh whatever whatever they got going on over seattle um especially like with all the tech and stuff like this so they about to have a booming arena over there only team in Seattle, Seattle been waiting for a team for years. The Clippers didn't make that genius move of just leaving California going up north a little bit to make all that money. But hey, that's on them. A-Rod said, I'm about to get that bag. <laughs> so if y'all don't want it, I'm going to go get it. So, uh, and I don't blame him because, I mean, hey, it's out there to get God. I hate that Kevin Garnett couldn't get this team. Maybe. Uh, let me get a piece of that. Who knows? Maybe he should try that because I know that's one thing he always has wanted to do with his money to uh, get him a team, you know. So, true. Maybe he, maybe once LeBron retired, maybe he can get with him and they can buy them a team. 
Shoot, start their own league. How I about do, that? I do, I do like. But um, uh, yeah, man, I don't have no problem with A-Rod money and trying to get to that, back to that Seattle area. Yeah, if they if that is the move for A Rod, I do I do appreciate that because Seattle they definitely do deserve a team. Um, they were robbed of not seeing KD and Russ and James Harden, uh, be together. Um, they were they just been robbed. Like they whenever New Orleans had to leave post Katrina, they went to Oklahoma. Uh, that kind of sprung them into yo. Well, Seattle's not doing right. Let's just move a team to Oklahoma. Like, so that was that kind of thing. And Seattle, they just got a, uh, I think next year, their hockey team, uh, their NHL team uh, takes the ice for the first time. And they built an arena for them. So, yeah, okay. So they have everything besides the NBA team. They have a WNBA, NFL team, hockey team, uh, football team. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't say the Seahawks already. Right. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they pretty much have everything. And plus, it's an important market. It's Portland and Seattle up there on the, on the, in the Northwest. You know what I'm saying? Like in that corner of the country. So you got to have some type of representation. So, and we saw, and they had NBA team. We saw what they did with it. They supported it all of the year. So I don't understand why. I don't know. I need to look that up. How the heck did they get from Seattle to Oklahoma City? Right. Right. When the owner of Starbucks could have easily stepped in and because Starbucks comes from, uh, I believe, like the owner, he's from like up there or something like that. And the owner could have easily stepped in and be like, Yo, I'll put 300 million on it. Like, right. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, this is a lot of money in Seattle. I don't understand how in the world they let their team get to uh, leave, leave the I'll city. Some, yeah. I'll do some research. We'll find it out. Yeah, most definitely. For real, though, because Seattle definitely deserves a team. We saw it. Uh, Rashard Lewis was on the team. Ray Allen was on the team. Uh, Luke Renard was on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like Gary Payton, Sean Kemp. They they have finals history, uh, right? To their, to their franchise, so they won. They won a championship in the '70s, right? You know what I'm saying? The people people champion everybody else's old championships. So yeah, I mean, you got to you got to get in their flowers too. So I mean, Seattle d- definitely deserves a team. Uh, I wish it was you know more that the NBA could NBA could do. But hopefully that's a part of the NBA's expansion plan with uh, adding Seattle, well, giving Seattle their team and eventually putting a team in Vegas. Uh, so, um, And I, I think I even heard that they probably even want to bring – I think they, they wanted to bring Vancouver back from what I heard. I would love that. Yeah, I think they wanted – I think they wanted two teams in Canada, I, I believe. So I think that's, they're going to try to do that again. I would love that. I would love that. Canadian fans actually, like, Wait wild out. Wait till we get that Mexico team, though. It's coming. That's definitely coming. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Oh, absolutely. You sleep. <laughs> you, sleep. you sleep. Oh, they, they, gonna, they put hey, a team them, in Mexico City. I'm there. Like, them games ain't gonna, them games gonna be like no other game we ever seen before. Yeah. And and then just uh, one last little note there: the NBA they will. Uh, they are looking to restart overseas play uh, to your point about uh, Mexico uh, and NBA and the team in Mexico. They're looking to restart uh, overseas play like, like in Mexico, like in Canada. Cause you know, the Raptors are playing in Tampa this year. Uh, and yeah, they're playing in Tampa this year. And so they're looking, yeah, they're not, they're not home. Uh, so 
uh, the NBA, they're looking to uh, restart their overseas play. They were looking into having uh, some type of play in uh, in Asia. And then if you remember last season, that's whenever Daryl Morey had all that to say about their government. And that kind of threw that relationship off a little bit. But the NBA, they're also looking into uh, developing leagues in like Africa and the Middle East and also in South America as well. So it's beautiful. The, the game is global as, uh, as as it could ever be. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm definitely thankful. And hopefully next year, whenever uh, society gets back to a, a bit of a normal uh, kind of thing, we can, you know, all get back to regular life and enjoy everything from full arenas to over expensive burgers you know what i'm saying like <laughs> over, overpriced burgers in the arenas so yeah man t you got anything else right. anything else on your mind here before we uh, go ahead and wrap up uh no i'm just trying to see how these last 20 games gonna play out and who's gonna who's gonna step up who's gonna shrink who's gonna come back from injury who's gonna Get injured. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot that can happen these last twenty games. So I'm just, I'm just ready for the playoffs to get here. I need to see my, I, I, I need to see my boy Brian. I need to see him in the playoffs again and see if he can, if he gets there against the Nets and he beats them, he might go. I'm putting it down. I'm taking Jordan down. I'm putting, I'm putting up my poster of Brian. I might even buy the shoes. There you go. No matter how heavy, I might buy. <laughs> wow, LeBron's so heavy. Whoa, why? Those shoes are ankle weights. <laughs> <laughs> God, you was a LeBron. Yo, your calves ain't no more. You don't need to do no more calf raises. They gonna get you right just by walking. Yeah, yeah them, that's an extra eight pounds per foot. That's it. That's it every time, boy. This is the Perspective Podcast. Uh, this is my co-host, Tevin. Uh, y'all make sure y'all hit him up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those sources that he, uh, socials that he uses, all that information that can be found down below. Um, also, y'all keep in mind that the hat store remains open. Last time I said the website name completely wrong. So I'm gonna make sure I say, say it correct this time. Uh, the website name, it is finessensince93.com. Uh, we have, uh, I have my new merchandise out right now, uh, which is of course still hats, hats. I got some face masks out too. Um, we're getting ready to roll into uh, the summertime. So you guys will see a bit more, uh, different items and things of that nature. Um, I am once again, I appreciate y'all for tuning in wherever y'all tune in YouTube, uh, YouTube, whether if you're listening to it on your audio, whether it's Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to, I appreciate y'all for, uh, tapping in and checking us out for a few minutes. So. Until next time, y'all, we will, we will be back next month uh, to we'll be back around the time that, you know, the playing games start. So we'll be able to kind of check in and give you all a brief update, things that we think are going on here. And so uh, until next time, y'all, I appreciate y'all. Peace.